mankind is being threatened by these despicable villains. The only hope for freedom and democracy is... Entertainment. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 43 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Dolchahi, and my two co-hosts that are sitting next to me, the fine, young Carlos Buarguayo, and the guy that usually is called Crunch Crunch is more Les Gonzalez, but I'm not going to do that this time because I'm going to call him the champ, the absolute <laughs> champion of the geek showdown with the Rogue One Cha-Ching Army? No, Rogue One Podcast. That's right. <laughs> yeah, Rogue One Podcast <laughs> Battle Royale That's right. against Adam Stafford. Mm -hmm. The winner, Mr. Les, is champ. Moore. Or Ch Gonzalez. Oh, fuck. We just messed that up, but that's okay. <laughs> I can do what I, I want take, until I lose. There I take, you go. I can do whatever it's the hell belt. I want until I, I lose. I take that whole it, fucking praise. Don't you dare champion. take it back. No. It's time I to take own the whole it. Praise back. It is time for me you to own it. the intro. And yak it up and just talk some uh, yeah, No, yeah, I'm, I'm not even going to do that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun, by the way. We're going to get into that in a second. But before oh, we get man. into that, we have a wonderful, you get that? Wonderful like that. Wonder guest oh, this week. Yes. Oh. She is a longtime listener of mm -hmm. the Sith List. I'm just going to say that even though it's probably not true. She is a <laughs> member of the Rogue One Army, which I know for a fact she is because she is the shit. Mm -hmm. And she is a host of a great podcast called the How's Annie Podcast, which Ooh. is a Twin Peaks podcast. Miss Emily Lindo Lind. Nice. How you doing, Emily? Hi, guys. 
I'm good. How are you guys doing? Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for having me. Congratulations oh, yeah. to Gus on your epic win. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Did you did you get to hear that, Emily? Oh yeah. Oh awesome. Oh, awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we, much fun. We got shit because we they said that our questions were too hard. Apparently, and, yeah. I, I was told he was a badass. I, n- nothing against Adam. And, oh, Adam. and Adam was a badass because Adam came back. He was down. Yes, he, he was did. down and out. Oh. He was he was on the ropes. Mm-hmm. He came back swinging, and he almost beat Left. Just came up a little short. We're gonna do. I talked to Johnny Grasso today, and we're gonna do a rematch on the Sith list. And we're gonna do movies. Oh, we're gonna do movies and music. I think, and Haas and him against all of us. Oh yeah, oh, should be, that should be great. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's, oh, let's do no. that. Should be fun. So that's going to be coming up soon. But Emily, let's talk a little bit about you before we get into this whole crazy week of geekdom. Let's talk about how you are infatuated with Ben Mendelsohn. We stand here amidst my achievement, not yours. <laughs> Am I correct? Yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Okay, <laughs> which is completely completely okay because I think he is an amazing actor. I loved him. I still love him in Bloodline. I, I think I told you about it a bunch of times, Emily. But the new season, by the way, of Bloodline just came out. And I don't know if he's in it. I know his voice is in it. I don't know if he's actually in it. I'm praying that he's in it. So if you haven't seen Bloodline, people, you need to go watch it because Mendo is Did you amazing. just spoil Bloodline for some people? No, no, I didn't spoil okay. it. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Because you're saying that it, like he's, he's not there. Oh, no, no, no. That oh, has okay. nothing to do with it. No, right, cool. I didn't spoil anything. <laughs> Emily, give us your whole geekdom shtick. Like... What is your favorite stuff you like to watch? What is your ultimate favorite geekdom that you like dive into? Give us, give us it all, Emily. I mean, I tend to sort of dive into things deep and then for a few months and then dive into something else really deep. My first one, and so the one I always sort of go back to was Star Trek. Because okay. I started like, I started watching Star Trek The Next Generation when I was like seven or eight, maybe. Like, I have this very vivid memory of, like, being at my grandmother's house, like, flipping through the channels on TV and suddenly, like, seeing people in weird uniforms and a spaceship. And I I hadn't seen anything like that before. So that's sort of not, I mean, you know, it's a little bit harder now because there's no TV show and, you know, a movie every couple of years. But that's Mm -hmm, sort of, I would still say, my main thing because it's the thing that got me into everything else. Cool, cool. So you're very excited about the new show that's coming out? Yeah, I was going to say, I think they have a new show. They do, yep, CBS. CBS. Yeah. They yeah, sure do. Just, it, looks, it looks like it could be really cool, a really like, diverse cast, mm-hmm. um, yeah. like, a, like a female lead. And a female I, captain. I think it's going to be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read some people were upset because there was a female captain. Uh, yeah, which is... People are yeah, and, yeah. and also because it's like not, non-white people. Yeah. And to have right, people right. complain, of all things to have people complain about diversity on Star Trek, there's so much about that show is about equality and diversity. <laughs> exactly. This is ridiculous. And, hey, and I guarantee you Trump's going to tweet about it. That's for hey, sure. Emily, what's your uh, favorite series of Star Trek? Is it Next okay, Generation? This, no, it's actually, and this is sort of unpopular it's deep space nine oh. i love deep space nine Les loves huh. that show I, I love all i mean that was all i had to be honest we, we were we had the antenna we had to put the coat hanger up and star trek was literally <laughs> the yeah. only thing that came in <laughs> so i watched everything for quite some time i would watch voyager every night on reruns i'd watch deep space yeah i love star trek and if i'm not mistaken star trek the original show they had the very first 
kiss between African-American and a that is Caucasian right. person. Yes. And the very right. first the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not the very first yep. show, but the very first run of Star Trek. Yeah, don't do that. If anybody listens to Star Trek, yeah, I don't yeah, want, they'll I don't be like, want, excuse me, sir. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Uh, TOS episode yeah. 17. Yeah, right. No, they'll mm-hmm. kill you, dude. So that is awesome. Yeah, it was, it was between Uhura. William Shatner and Michelle Nichols. It was That's originally right. actually supposed to be Uhura and Spock, Ooh, I believe. Man. But William Shatner... You know, can't let anybody else <laughs> get in on the action. Oh my gosh. Oh my god, I hit William Shatner. Light, growing, dimmer, can't breathe. Beam me up, God. That's, that's, that's typical. Typical that's Shatner. True. Typical Shatner. That's that great. That is a story I heard from Nichelle Nichols because I used to volunteer at comic conventions in New York. And oh. the very first one I did. I ended up spending the whole weekend sitting at a table with her, like helping take money for her autographs and stuff. That's really she cool. Is so cool. She looks cool. She 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 seems like she's super cool. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's great. So I mean, you know, so you're pumped up about the new show. I'm I'm actually I'm not a huge Star Wars fan at all. I love the new movies, um, but. Correct yourself. Yes. Yeah. You said, you Star, said Star Wars. Wars. You just made a major. Did I just say Star Wars? Yeah, you made you a major said fumble. You're not a huge <laughs> oh, Star that's Wars. Definitely fan. not a fumble because oh. Star Wars is always in my heart. Uh. So it's a Freudian <laughs> slip there. Me huh? saying Star Wars shows you how important Star Wars is to me. <laughs> you trying to correct Yeah, but you just her, said yeah. you weren't such a huge Star Wars fan. Yeah. No, I do what he's saying. He's a yeah. Star Wars I'm nerd. Sorry. I, I, was, yeah. I wasn't a huge Star Trek fan. There you, there go. you go. Because I was so into Star Wars. And then back then, it was always this like, you can't be both bullshit, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, let me give you a little story. And I think Les was there. When we were waiting in line for The Phantom Menace... I we had there. a car drive by. <laughs> I'm not joking, man. Yes, it, it happened. This is going. the low of the lows. We had yeah. a car drive by, and they threw eggs at everybody in line, <laughs> and they yelled out, Star Trek fucking rules. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's like, so Star sad. Wars losers. It's, it's like the and Crips threw eggs There was a yeah. drive by between dro- the Crips yeah. and the Bloods, right. but it's Star Wars. And they were blasting Trek Tupac. Fans. My God. No, they weren't blasting Tupac. <laughs> Captain, we're caught in some kind of tractor beam. Open a channel! I sense a presence I've not felt in a long time. Nerds! Ah, you again. Look, we're not nerds. If we're nerds, you're nerds. Yeah, right. I'm a Sith Lord, and you're a bald guy in pajamas. But you remember that, Les? I remember. Oh, yeah. shit. That was the word there. So, that was the whole... It was like that back then. It was, it was weird. But now, I, I love I love Star Trek stuff, so I'm all about it. It's great. Good for them. Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, I I'm I'm really into Star Wars as well, um, and I'm so excited. Like the new movies, I've just fallen in love with Star Wars again because, like, I think it, as a kid, I was more into Star Trek because it was a TV show, and so I got to watch it every week. And they're like the reruns were on like every day after school, so yeah. it was more of like a constant stream of stuff to watch. Oh no, I know that was always on. I it was. It was... The Trailblazer, it was fantastic. Yeah, definitely on all the time. Yeah. Any new version. And yeah, when the next generation came out, it was, yeah, we were sitting right there in front of the TV watching that. Yeah. So good. For, you know what? Star, Star Trek, I almost did it again. Star Trek fans, <laughs> we're all big family here. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all big realm of geekdom. Yep. Emily, tell us about your podcast, by the way, because I know that I used to watch Twin Peaks back in the day. I haven't seen the new show, the new series. I heard it's phenomenal. Uh, Les, you're a big fan of Twin Peaks, am I correct? In, in a way, yeah, I, I've watched a few episodes. Wow. I'll be honest, I'm not gonna, I'm very, not gonna do. You're very that. excited about that, dude. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> gonna do that. But I did. I, I know you heard we dropped that little question on Adam. 
in there about uh that had a correlation at Twin Peaks. Yes, and I thought That's of her right. when you when you dropped that. By the way, I did think of you. So how is the how is the podcast going? And where can people find the podcast? And and uh, yeah, give us the lowdown. Um, it's called How's Annie. Um, it's we did the first two episodes are just covering like the first two seasons of the show, and then the uh, prequel movie, and then we've gone into the new episodes. Um, we're a little delayed right now because my co-host, Charlie Ashby, who's awesome and amazing, by the way, has been under the weather. So we're going to be a few days behind. But oh, we're just sort of analyzing the show and talking about it. And like we're trying to have guests on. And not, none of us take it too seriously. It's a show that we love but are very you know, confused by because it's David Lynch. And anybody <sighs> who pretends that they understand David Lynch is lying. <laughs> I was gonna say, like the, the the new season is interesting because the old the old show was weird for its time, but more in like a quirky sort of pushing the boundaries when it came to its violence and its content. But the new show is just like I think I think the the head of Showtime described it something like a pure heroin hit of David Lynch. Oh shit! <laughs> wow! And that like wow. there's just sort of things that happen that are inexplicable and weird and there'll be like 15 minutes in a row that don't have any dialogue right typical lynch yeah and like characters are there like actors from the original series are there and maybe not playing the same character oh is that right yeah oh shit oh that i didn't know that that's crazy so so you're you're impressed with the new the new show I, I love it. Like, okay, I, cool. I was really worried about it because, I mean, <laughs> 26 years is a long time. That is a long time, yeah. Yeah, that's but a crazy long time. I'm sort of taking it in like like an art piece. I mean, as much as like I love talking about it, I love discussing it and trying to figure it out. But at the same time, it's sort of it's show when I'm watching it, I just sort of let it like wash over me. Sure. Because it's it's an experience of a show, which sounds really pretentious to say. But no, no, no. I, I understand. There's there's nothing else like it on TV, and so it's really exciting. Yeah, and if people don't know about David Lynch, he is a genius, and his films are just they're just nuts, and they're crazy, and 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 they're, his uh, Twin Peaks was a phenomenon back in the day, and I remember because I don't remember how what what years was it? It was mid nineties when Twin Peaks. It was ninety one and ninety two. Ninety one, ninety two, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember it was uh, people were wearing shirts, all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. My my parents didn't let me watch that show. Yeah, they no, actively they <laughs> actively banned me as a kid. They're really? like you you can watch. They're like you cannot watch that show though. Oh, oh wow, shit. that's sad. But it sort of influenced a lot of other shows. I mean, definitely the X Files wouldn't have existed without Twin Peaks. Exactly. But also, I mean, there's a lot of that in Lost. There's a lot of that in uh, Brian Fuller. Brian Fuller has said that Hannibal was influenced by David Lynch a lot. He said something about how when he sat down to write that show, he thought about how David Lynch would write the character of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You know what? You're absolutely right. That show and Hannibal was so great. Did you see, you guys mm. see Hannibal? I, no, I have not. I told you about that. Yeah. You told yeah, me. I, about I love you watching have. that. Yeah. Oh I watched man. That, that was, yeah, that, was very, that very felt good. like you're right. That felt like a David Lynch project. It felt artistic. The mm. visuals were unbelievable. Yeah, Hannibal was great. It almost had a feel of 
and I know True Detective is like yeah. very high yes. bar, but first season of True it, Detective is very it's kind of David Lynch. Yeah, it has have you seen that True feel. Detective? The first season, not the second. Let's not talk. about Oh that. yeah, that first season is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's one of the best shows that I've ever seen. And well, in, in a small package, obviously it was like seven or eight episodes. I think but, eight episodes. But I could totally see that uh, as well as a David Lynch influence. I would say if you like those shows, um, if people aren't watching American Gods, they they need to scope that because it is phenomenal. I am watching American Gods. Well, here's the thing. Emily. Oh my god, Les I love came it so up, much. Les came up to me last night. We were at a at a shindig, and he's like, "We need to talk about American Gods." Yes. And I said, "I said I've heard nothing but great things about it." So maybe you should watch it, Les, and maybe we should talk about it. And I he has have been watched so far up to. Yeah, episode a uh, new episode tonight, which is Sunday night while we're recording. But yeah, great, just a oh great, God, great show. So you you so you, love, you, you highly recommend it. Stunning, yeah. But oh, like I I I can't recommend it enough. And I was I was really worried because I love the book that it's based on. It's one of my favorite books wow. of all time. I was super worried about the show. No, they've been able to bring it. They, yeah, they've been able to make it happen. So it's definitely yeah. Um, in that book, if I'm not mistaken, that's a uh, Alan Moore's creation, but then he uh, gave Neil Gaiman. No, it's the Neil blessing. Gaiman's creation. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Neil that's Gaiman's I mean, creation. that's cool. Yeah. So, and that's on. Is it on Showtime or Stars? It's on Stars. 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 So Which is one problem. of the reasons I was worried about it. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Spartacus was on Stars, right? Yeah, but the thing is, is Star. It can get lost in the shuffle, so a lot of people usually just stick to HBO for their premium, mm-hmm. non Walking Dead stuff, like their Game of Thrones and Westworld yeah. and those things. Right. But Stars has put together some pretty, so- a pretty solid lineup. Cool. Of shows, and American Gods is really damn. Yeah, it's and it's and it's building momentum. That's for sure because people yes. are just talking about it all the time. It's on when you look at Cinema Blend. You look at movie pilot or the Hollywood reporter, there's always a story about American gods on there. So, well, the, it, the cast has just been incredible. Yes. Um, I mean, Ian McShane, who I fell oh. in love with when he was on Deadwood, which is my favorite show yes. of all time. That was a great, really? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. I think you, like and, Les, you yeah. and Les have some, uh, common, common <laughs> I stuff love here. Deadwood. Yeah. yeah he loves oh, it. it was so good. Oh, that was yeah. your nickname, Les, in high school. Wasn't oh, it? yeah. Until, uh, blue pills came along and I'm like, oh my so, God. Yeah. We have a lady on the show, Les. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I mean, I listened to Rogue One, so there's only so much yeah, I can be offended by true. things. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. right. You know how David Lynch influenced all the other uh, shows? Rogue One has influenced us, so you're going to get mm-hmm. some perverted stuff coming. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. So, all right. Well, that's, that's great. I'm, see, this is what I'm talking about, Emily. You came on. And we just had like a 20-minute just random David Lynch shenanigan mm-hmm. talk, which is fantastic. I love it. We've never talked David Lynch on the show. We should, but yeah, we, we will do. now. Yeah, <laughs> we will now. So let's let's get you ready to get into some other geekdom. All righty. Okay, cool. Before the geekdom, let's give our shenanigans out, and I'm going to also g- let you give your shenanigans out. And since you're the lady, you can go first. Mm-hmm. Emily, where can people find you, and where can people find the podcast, and and tweet you, and do all that great stuff? Um, you can find me on Twitter at EFLind. That's E-F-L-I-N-D. You can find the podcast on Twitter at How's Annie Pod. Um, and the podcast is on iTunes and various other things. Or you can find us on uh, RadioFreePodcasting.com, which is Patrick Bonfiscro's new podcasting network. Nice. All right, cool. 
Let's give ours. Boo. Where, uh, go ahead, Boo. Let's uh, give yours first. At the Sith list, Boo. Nice. I love it. It's right. original. Oh, yeah. Less. Are you change it to Crunch Crunch Champion or something? No. <laughs> it's just, at less is more 78. Yes. And you can find me at the Sith list. You can find us on Instagram. You can find our Facebook at symbol, the Sith list podcast. We have a great new Facebook schmiel that uh, yep. Mr. Andrew Medina set up, which mm-hmm. is great. And we, you can email us at the Sith list at gmail.com. And you can call us on the hotline, 707-65-GEEK1. That's 707-654-3351. And you can purchase, like Emily did, she surprised me and she had like a Sithless shirt on with awesome. a picture and she sent it to us and she looked great in it. You can find us on TeePublic and user is slash J-A-R-I 2112. And or you can just put the Sith list and all that great stuff. So got rid of the shenanigans or as Haas calls it, the business. The business. The business. Box office. I wonder what was number one this week. Mm, I wonder. Well, you know, it was. I wonder. It was a historic week, by the way, because Wonder Woman made a hundred million dollars domestically. That's the most by a female director mm. in the history of film to open a, uh, an opening weekend. An opening weekend. Wow, which is amazing. It made three hundred million dollars total, including worldwide and domestic. domestic. Wow. Yeah. So it made two hundred million worldwide, and let me tell you. It is becoming that weird kind of phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Everybody's talking about yeah. it. Yeah. You turn on your local news mm-hmm. and they're talking about Wonder Woman and the influences people dressing up going to it. Yeah. You hear people talking about it while you're eating lunch. Mm-hmm. So it's slowly becoming like a thing. A phenomenon. So, yeah. yeah. I think next week it's going to still sustain a pretty good amount. Oh, yeah. Yeah. At least, yeah, the drop off isn't going to be that much. It'd be maybe 20 million most or uh, 20 million max. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's huge for them. And we're going to get into the Wonder Woman review, and we're going to talk about Wonder Woman and maybe what Wonder Woman 2 is going to look like. Yeah. Because there is going to be Wonder Woman 2. Oh, there, uh, the director. Uh, yeah, don't say it, because we're going to talk about it. Oh, no. Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, God. And then number two, Captain Underpants with $23 million. That's pretty freaking solid. $23 million Jesus. for Captain Underpants. And then Pirates of Caribbean made $21 million. And me and Boo over the last weekend, because we had – an episode that we had to split up in two mm-hmm. and we uh, had Haas's great episode and we, he's such a great guy to have on and we just lost Episodes. track of time and we did a, we did pretty much a two part episode with that. So we couldn't really talk to you about some of the stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. And, and me, during that span, me and Boo saw Pirates of Caribbean and we actually watched Baywatch. We did watch Baywatch. Oh my God. Yeah, I know, Emily. I know. We'll talk about that yes. in a second. Les didn't see either of them, right? No. Okay. No. So really quickly, Baywatch, we went in. We did. With a score of 19% on Rotten Tomatoes. Very low expectations. Very, very low expectations. And we came out of that movie really surprised. surprised. Pleasantly surprised. It was funny. It was hilarious. It was yeah. raunchy. Mm-hmm. And it made fun of itself. Very much, yeah. Yeah. If you want to go in and you like The Rock and you think Zach Efron is dreamy or something, yeah. nothing but beautiful people. Mm-hmm. And it made fun of itself. And it wasn't – it was just – it was a funny movie. It was a funny it movie. It was enjoyable. Everything, yeah, everything was funny. The jokes that they had about themselves were great. They didn't take anything too seriously. Yeah. It was, you know, what is it – how everybody else thinks about the Baywatch team compared to what they think about themselves is hilarious because the cops are like, you guys are lifeguards. Right, right, right. We're yeah. the cops. That's right. Let so us do our job. They constantly make fun of them. Exactly. And yeah. Jack Efron just gets shit on the entire movie by you, The Rock. You know, I don't want you to go rush and see it. 
No. But if you like The Rock and you just want to go have a good time mm-hmm. and it's some matinee and it's like five bucks or if you're going on like a Tuesday, two dollar day or get something. Get some popcorn, yeah. You get some popcorn, sit there. It's mindless fun. Yes. Right. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean. And, and don't ask us why we saw these, by the way, people, because we were totally against going to either of them. Yep. And we weren't. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden we found ourselves in the theater. We, we do this for you guys. Yes, we do it for you. Yes. And t- tax write-off. Yes. Well. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Donald Trump style. Yeah. yeah. But Pirates uh, wasn't great. No. But it wasn't horrible. No. But you don't need to go see it. No. I, I would say go see Baywatch instead of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, shit. Okay. If, if you want a more entertaining time and more bang for your buck, go see Baywatch. Yeah. So, Emily, I'm sure – did you go see either of those two movies? <laughs> no. I didn't go see Baywatch, although now I might, like, you know, pick it up when it's, like, out on – yeah. Netflix or something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, do you, you, do you remember it, yeah. watching the show back in the day? I wasn't a huge fan of the show, but I remember like p- watching it a couple of times. I mean, or, I definitely saw it now and again. Right, right. So there, there's scenes where they actually make fun of the plots of oh, the God, old yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. They joke on the, uh, on the slow-mo. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's all like a big, fun, good time. Mm-hmm. Even the very beginning intro scene is just like, like you, you can't believe what they're doing. Yeah. So it is a good time. So people, it's not that bad. It's no. not a 19%. No, Absolutely no, the, not. the 19% is, is ridiculous because people, the critics, I don't know what they were thinking. You got to, from the trailer and from everything else, you got to see that this is a, this is making fun of Baywatch. It, Baywatch is a, just a ridiculous idea for lifeguards to be saving, you know, the, the world on their beach. So it's a ridiculous concept, but people take it seriously. You can't. No, you can't. Because the whole, uh, the whole concept of it is, is a joke in itself. And this just takes it all the way to the, you know, the, to the other side of that spectrum and makes it an actual joke movie. Yes. I, I don't know why I got 90%. I don't know what they were expecting. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. But the, the, you know, what's cool is the fan score was pretty high. Yeah. 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 So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, go see it. Go see it. Yeah. Go see it. Or just time. wait till it comes out. Yeah. Dollar basket well, at Target. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Which will Red be box. Red box. Red box. Uh, yeah. yeah. You'll have fun. All right. Let's, so let's get into random schmeals. Mm-hmm. That's the uh, area and the category that we just talk about stuff that might not be fully into the geekdom lore, but we're still going to shoot out some information. Mm-hmm. Dark Universe. Dark Universe begins this Friday. Yes, it does. Yeah. So this week, Universal will launch their Dark Universe franchise, a new series of films reviving the classic monster movies from their back catalog. The studio has really put themselves out there, formally announcing the project and lining up big name stars like Tom Cruise, who leads The Mummy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Johnny Depp, The Invisible Man, Russell Crowe, who's playing Dr. Jekyll, Javier Bardem, who plays Frankenstein. That's awesome. Right. So those are the guys they're really getting. And the rumor is they're getting Angelina Jolie for... Um, Bride of Frankenstein. That'd be very wow. yeah. Okay. That's what they're that's what they're pushing for. The Hollywood Reporter revealed that both Dwayne Johnson, which is The Rock, oh shit, and like I said, Angelina Jolie are being sought out for roles for their expanded universe. The Rock would play the Wolfman. Whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, mm. and like I said, Angelina Jolie would play Bride of Frankenstein. So Emily, what's your take on this dark universe? I know that we've talked about this before on on our podcast about. What studios have been doing? They're trying to piece together this Avenger Marvel style film. Um, what, what's your take on this? You think this is going to work, or you think this is going to be a big flop? You know, I'm I'm excited to have more monster movies. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily like the idea of it being some like big connected universe. Okay, 
Okay. I mean, like if it's little like guest appearances here and there, like characters like appearing in cameos, I don't I don't need like a Avenger style Frankenstein Invisible Man Wolfman movie. But yeah, the individual like, like a mashup. movies you don't want to match. Yeah, yeah. Like the individual movies, I'm pretty excited about, except the Invisible Man because I can't stand Johnny Depp anymore. Yeah, you know, you're not the first one that said that that's, that has that sentiment because I've I've hear this more and more and more about Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I don't know how I don't know how this is going to do. And we we talked about how Haas was saying on the ep- last episode how he thinks that this Pirates is not going to do well financially, and it's been doing pretty solid actually. Yeah, it has been yeah because he thinks Johnny Depp is lore has been has dwindling. Been, yeah, yeah, star has been diminished somehow with all the off screen stuff mm-hmm. that he's you know mm-hmm. accused of or has happened. But yeah, you're right. We'll see. We'll see how popular the Invisible Man's going to be. But I agree. I, I don't know if you'd really need to tie him in. They didn't tie all of them in Not back in the all. day. No, yeah, no they, they were all separate yeah, they monster did. movies. They did. Yeah, they all had of them? like Frankenstein versus the Wolfman, and then Dracula versus. Yeah, but that was when they were trying to do the gravy train and make more money. No, but- at the end. Oh, it's alive! It's alive! It's alive! The monster created by a man they called Mad is turned loose to strike terror into the hearts of men, to shock women into uncontrolled hysteria, to prey upon the innocence of children. This is the story you've heard about, talked about, the spine-tingling, blood-chilling story that stuns your emotions. Frankenstein! When like Boris Karloff and Lon Chaney and all they those both guys, were in they, the same film. Yeah, they had okay. all those all right. Bella Lugosi. Like they it was back in the day. Yeah. I, I understand what they're trying to do here. Maybe they'll form some. Maybe Tom Cruise just becomes the hero to have to stop all these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's what I'm wondering is how is that? And he's happen? he's the the main character going across all of these. Yeah, that's very possible. All yes, these yeah. platforms. So yeah, I could see that. Well, you know, Doctor. Maybe we'll get a Van Dr. Helsing. Jekyll. Yeah, maybe we'll get a Van Helsing type. Of player two, where you know, all of a sudden, I'm going to team up with Tom Cruise's character no, to take Tom down. Cruise's last name in the movie is Van Hel- or Hel- Helsing. Oh well, it, no, 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 I was about to say, well, <laughs> there it is. Okay. Yeah, I thought you were saying his middle I mean, name is Van. I'm sorry. Well, Russell Crowe is Doctor Jekyll. Yeah. Yes, and and I could see them doing that. I I agree in a sense. I agree with you, Emily. They may not need to have a connected universe, but I think they'll make it work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a good thing to see the monster movies make a comeback. They might as well go all the way in and start bringing, you know, the creature from the Black Lagoon also, well, which is a big one. It's funny that you said that That'd because be cool. if you look at the trailer for The Mummy, you'll see in a jar in Dr. Jekyll's uh, office or something, you see the hand of the creature from the Black Lagoon. Well, there you go. See? Yeah. So they're so, going to do that. What I like about this is that it looks like they're going to take their time. They're not doing the DC where they, they made a movie – and then they want to jump Justice, into Justice, Justice League. League. Okay. It looks like they're just going to year after year after year put one of these things out. Mm, okay. And then at the end, maybe have something all Some together. Up. Mm, at okay. least they're taking their time. Yeah. And they're going A-listers. Um, yeah, and yeah, sometimes yeah, they, that's they not the best idea. It, it, will they give us a lot of Tom Cruise so Johnny will be happy? Johnny Grasso will be happy. Tom Cruise, <laughs> Tom Cruise will be in, like you said, he might be in all of these. He might be the saving grace for all of these monsters, or he goes after all these monsters. I, I mean, don't, yeah, I mean, who knows? That would probably be the best thing is to have one hero, yeah, or, or your one protagonist is is always coming across these things like some kind of investigator. Yeah, and if there's any guy to do it, it's him because he's he's been carrying Mission Impossible by himself. 
with other people popping in and out yeah. this whole time. That's and true. they've all been really, uh, really interesting, really exciting. They're not the greatest movies in the world, but yeah. you know, you, you want to go see them every time. And I, I, and I thought they would have died off after like the fourth one. And no, they're still, no, no, they're, going, and they're, they're, they're still going they're strong. They're solid. They're yeah. solid. And so Tom, Tom Cruise's, uh, Tom Cruise's old man action era of his career is doing pretty damn well right now. And he's, I was listening to, uh, fingered by mm. the way, cha-ching, cha-ching. Jason and Randy's podcast. And they were, there was one of the podcasts from, I think this last week, it was about the Netflix shows. And we're talking about Top Gun too. How well, it's, that's right. It's got a name now. That's right. Yeah. It's called Maverick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're bringing their, bringing that shit back. Yep. All right. <sighs> no original stories anymore, Emily. Going into the danger zone. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? It is, it is crazy that we're not getting it, that many original ideas anymore. Mm hmm. It's all going to TV and yeah. to separate network providers. Right. Emily, do you think that this is all going to go, it's all going to just hit rock bottom? People are just going to get sick and tired of re- the rehashing and the rehashing? Or is this a trend that, that isn't going to leave us? Are we going to get original ideas? Are we going to get David Lynch making a movie? Another I mean, one. here's the thing. It's not, it's not like this is a new phenomenon. I mean, how many, how many versions of Dracula and Frankenstein have we had over the years? There have been so many of them. And so I think, I think, yeah, I'd like to see some more original stories, but also I just want to see good stories. So if we have good rehashings of Frankenstein, if we have good sequels to other, other projects, then that's fine. Like I still think yeah, we need people like David Lynch out there making weird art movies, but it's not like he was ever doing mainstream films. No, no, that's true. He never was. Yeah, that's true. You got a good point. The rehashing has been happening forever. The thing is, is you have this idea of what's called a universe now. So when you have that brought to the table and people go, oh, there's the like Star Wars has an expanded universe. I mean, they've, they've shrunk it down. Or Disney's basically done away with that stuff, right? If I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yes, but at one point, there was a massive extended universe. So it's when you bring these things in or you just put these properties out there, you have to say, okay, is this happening at the same time? Just like how we talked about on Rogue One during the Geek Battle Royale, it is often alluded to that or referred to that the stuff that mutated the Ninja Turtles is what blinded Matt Murdock to make him Daredevil. So you, you just want to say that some of these, you have to posit that some of these things are just happening at the same time or in the same era. So why not tie it all together? Yeah. And so, I mean, that would be the, the short way to answer it is just mm-hmm. say, why not just tie it all together and say, okay, there's Dracula, Frankenstein, there's a wolf man running around. All this is happening in Victorian era, the Victorian era of the world. I don't okay. think it's going to be the Victorian era. Obviously, the well, that was where it was day. set, though. That's oh, where yeah, it no, started off set yeah. that way. So, I mean, yeah, you yeah. can always switch the era, but yeah, yeah, why not? Jack the Ripper was running around. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I get you. I get you. I get you. So we'll find out this Friday. Yeah, we'll see how it does this weekend, and we'll see if Wonder Woman can sustain number one, mm-hmm. which I have a feeling it will. I think so. And the Mummy is going to be number two, and who knows how much it's going to make? And we'll see if it's even good. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll check it out. One original story, I. Th- Think it's an original story that I've been Captain Underpants. No, that's an old story. Damn it. No, that's an old story. But Atomic Blonde. Ooh. I am But hold on. But Oh no no, hold on. Okay. I just want to say that the preview that we've seen is they're fucking amazing. amazing. Yeah, they're kicking. Emily, ass. have you seen this preview? Oh my god, I saw it in front of Wonder Woman and I loved it. Oh right? my god. Yeah, I know. The music 
literally played some New Order. Mm-hmm. They played Blue Monday. Then they played some Depeche. And then they played Depeche Mode, by the way, people. And then they, <laughs> and then they mixed, they mixed Kanye with Depeche. Mm-hmm. And it was going perfectly with, seamlessly. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the music was great. She's beautiful and amazing mm-hmm. and such a great actress. And she looks like a badass. Yeah. And it's a strong female lead, mm-hmm. born identity style, but a female. Yeah. Which is awesome. So, oh, go ahead, Boo. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Speaking of original, it is, it's, it's kind of hard to say, but it is John Wick with a female lead, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. And it's born identity. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But the great thing about John Wick is the awesome gunplay. The other guy's a badass, but, you know, the gunplay is great. In this, I think we're going to get, uh, awesome hand to hand action or hand to hand combat where she's just going to annihilate people in a small room oh, yeah, and just no, fuck up everybody yeah. with their with their hands or whatever she can get it get on. You know, the gun, the gunplay is awesome, but to see somebody fuck up somebody <laughs> with their bare hands, that's going to be even better. No, and and she's just oh, she's awesome. Yeah, what do you think, is. Emily, about this? You, you love that you said. Oh yeah, like it just looks so much fun. Yes. It does. It looks so fun. It looks great. It looks, she's witty. She has these little one liners. Mm-hmm. It looks, it looks cool. And I don't yeah. know when this is coming out, actually, to tell you the truth. I just wrote Atomic Blonde because I wanted to talk about it. I like it. the look of it too. I think it's sometime in July. Yeah, I like the look of everything, even yeah. like where it says Atomic Blonde yeah. in, in no, fluorescent no, but, lights. Yeah, but like the, uh, the art style of yeah. it, where it's everything's kind of like an off color. Yes. No, uh, nothing's bright. Uh, right. Whenever you have a bright color, it really stands out. Yeah. That kind of thing, which I, I, I think the, uh, artistically, I think it looks really awesome. Yeah, that's what do you think about this thing? Um, I just like the fact that Charlize Theron is going back to kicking ass. Yeah, just whooping yeah. some ass. So yeah, she's awesome. Uh, yeah, she's definitely awesome. I've always liked the female backed into a corner, some some type of assassin or a secret agent who's got to fight her way out of everything. The organization turns on against mm-hmm. her. Uh, there was an awesome film way back in the day called La Femme Nikita. Oh yes, which was pretty much the blueprint for all of these. And then you get um, Point of No Return, which was Bridget Fonda basically doing La Femme Nikita. No, no, that was an actual U.S. remake of La Femme. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And then it just went ones. from there. There's so many good ones. So, yeah, this one looks fun. And, and James McAvoy. It, oh, it, he's great. Yeah. He's awesome. He's he's basically going to tie it all together. I like it, too. And July 28th is when the movie comes out. Oh, okay. okay. 2017. So that, I can't wait for that one, too. Mm-hmm. There's some good stuff coming out. Yeah. Man. So let's get into some... Game of Thrones. Oh, Emily, are you a fan of Game of Thrones? I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones. Oh, thank God. That's great. Okay, so what we're going to do is when we were gone and we had the podcast doing the two episode thing, a trailer came out. Yep. And we've been dying to talk about this trailer. Yep. So what we're going to do is we're going to play the trailer for you and then we are going to break it down and talk about it. I mean, we don't need to break it down, but we're just going to talk about this upcoming season, what Emily thinks might be happening mm-hmm. and how excited we are for Game of Thrones. Yes. So. Let's play Game of Thrones Season 7 trailer, teaser, whatever you call it. Enemies to the east. Enemies to the west. Enemies to the south. Enemies to the north. Whatever stands in our way, we will defeat it. The last Lannisters. The last ones you count. I was born to rule the Seven Kingdoms. And I will.
best hope against the coming storm. If we don't put aside our enmities and band together, we will die. And then it doesn't matter whose skeleton sits on the Iron Throne. The Great War is here. All right, so there is your Game of Thrones preview. Now, what is your take on this, guys and girl and wonderful woman? Emily, you can go first. What do you think about this season coming up? What did you think about the trailer? Are you really excited or are you like, oh, no, it's not going to be as good as I thought? What's your take on this? I'm I'm really excited. Um, We're really coming to a head, to the like end of things, so all these desperate storylines are going to start to come together. And that's really exciting after, after so many seasons of, of characters being on like opposite sides of the, of the water. So they'd never even interact. And so everything sort of being drawn together is really exciting. Yeah. It looks, it's, are you, uh, did you read the books? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So you're definitely in it. Okay, great. I'm actually reading the books now. We have a, uh, one of our listeners, great guy, Fernando, sent me the whole catalog. That's right. Digitally. And I've been in, getting into it. So it's it's been crazy. It's been really good. And it's cool kind of reading it now. I'm looking I've back. Watched. Yeah. You know. What do you think about the visuals? The dragons look, the drag the dragon looks mm-hmm. massive, right? Yeah. And, and, and but, um, correct me if I'm wrong, Emily and Les. Uh, because uh, Boo showed me something, I believe it was Boo. Yes. The, now, the White Walkers have their own dragon. Is that true? Or is that something a fan art? made? I saw something. We saw Wait, something what? on Twitter. Yeah. And it looked like a dragon was, he was like right next to one of the walkers, the, mm-hmm. the, the main walker. The, the, yeah, the, the, the big white one. Yeah. The Night King. The Night yes. King. And there was a dragon with, with ice it on was like It was like white and it shot out ice, like an ice beam or something like that. Is that complete, of fire. Is that complete uh, bullshit? Or? It's, well, it's not in the books ye- oh. yet. Oh. But that doesn't mean that it's, that doesn't mean that it's not something that George R. R. Martin didn't, you know, plan to eventually happen. Because oh, the yeah. show is so far beyond right. the, books the books now. now yeah. He might have given some notes Yeah, because or the, win- right? the Winds of Winter is the final book. If right, Emily? That's going to be the final book? Um, Last I heard, it was the second to last. Because he kept sort of ch- like changing the number of books. The last oh, okay, I heard, so... it's still not the last one. Oh, so he plans on writing another one after Winds of Winter? I mean, that's what that's what I believe. But that information is also from like, you know, two years ago from when that book was originally supposed to come out. Oh, right. Man. Exactly. Okay. Um, I, the only way I could see this happening is a he approves of the the of them say going ahead and say that or doing that. Mm-hmm. And then B, that would mean they had taken down a dragon. Either they're either going to take one of the Khaleesi's dragons oh. down and, and re resurrect it as one of theirs mm-hmm. or they've taken down. Like one of like the older ones from from like way back, yeah, from Ooh. Nymeria or Aegon or any of those guys that well, and then came most, through with the most dragons. Of the skulls are still under under the under the castle, right? Right, but it, let's just assume the way the way it's supposed to have been set up, and 
I hope we can get a, a voicemail from Ollie after hearing this episode. <laughs> is that the war was to beat them back, mm-hmm. and they beat back the Night King, and he left and he retreated. So let's just assume that presence has been there forever, mm-hmm. and maybe he did find a way to take a dragon and and then just take that as a, as a prize to bring back later. Who knows? But if they have one, then Jesus Lord, this is this season is going to be ridiculous. Because they're going to have to literally battle with those dragons and that dragon. That's That could be a whole episode. Yeah, and it's usually the final, the second to last episode mm-hmm. of every season is always the biggest, like, the big epic fight. So you, do you think in this season we'll find out who Jon Snow's dad is early on, or we're going to wait to the very last season to find this out? It's. I think it's a question of whether how much John will know. Well, that, 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 I'm that's, sorry, that's what I mean. Yes, yeah. yes, well, yes. John knows where, that he's not the bastard. But that he's a noble, right? And that he's actually, yeah. Well, we well, find he's out still this a, year. Technically, he's still a bastard. He's just a love child. If yeah. You think about it. It wasn't yeah. through marriage or anything. But but oh, but wait a minute. Who else knows besides Ned and Leanna? That was it. Ned was the last living person to know. So how's he going to find out? Uh, well, if he finds out through through the visions that. Oh, the Bran is had. Yes, that's well, Bran will find Bran. out. Yeah, Bran knows. Bran can find out, and Bran okay. can say, "Okay, John, your father is blah blah blah." Yeah, huh. he can do it. See, but I think I I don't think that will matter too much. I think he's going to tell him, and he's going to say, "No, I'm a Stark." I think I think oh, I think shit. I think, think I, so? I think that'll be the I don't think that I think that'll be the whole big thing where like he'll tell him. Oh and, yeah, and then yeah. he'll say, "No, I, I don't care. I'm a Stark." Yeah, and you well, know what? Well, he is a Stark. Yes, he no, no, is, but but, but, but his family but, name will be different. But he's like, "No, no, 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 no. I don't want that. I'm going to be a Stark." Um, I think he. I don't want to. I don't want to lay that out there, but I think he in the pages he does do that. He becomes oh. John Stark. I don't know. Um, okay, I haven't read too far. I stopped reading at uh, Clash of Kings. Mm. What's Sansa? What's what's Sansa going to do? Like oh my god yeah, I'm so what, worried I'm worried I love too her so much well, I know yeah, she's she'll amazing fine. she'll be fine she'll be fine she's she'll a badass it. but yeah, she'll make it will she will have a like will Littlefinger screw this thing up no no she's she's gonna and kill him is she gonna kill she's gonna kill she's gonna kill Littlefinger okay she's and I'm going him. to cry a million tears because I know he's the bad guy but he's maybe one of my favorite characters on the oh, show oh really oh, he, he is, really? He is you great, like Littlefinger yeah. oh my god yes that's He's like my actor. favorite kind of bad guy is oh. like the slimy political slimy oh he's so good at the, it the, too. the cunning the behind the scenes yeah he just yeah okay, yeah I just the, it, yeah. the puppet master kind of thing uh, yeah. his delivery on his on his oh. dialogue mm-hmm. he's so great mm-hmm. he's so great man oh I have, I have a couple questions though from the trailers. So, ask Emily. Yes, Emily please. Drives. Cersei says we're, she says on all four directions on the compass, the people are fighting. Who is, who is the one from the south? Isn't, isn't Dorne in the south? Dorne is in the south. Yes. Dorne Dorn is coming up. Dorne oh. is going to be, it'll be the Sand Snakes. Yeah. So Dorne is coming okay. up and then High Garden is in the east. Yes. They're enemies mm-hmm. coming from the east. Yes. And then what's her name? Um, the Daenerys is coming from the west in the water and then the Starks are coming from the north. Okay. Yes. Thank you. And then my second question is who is kissing Arya? Who's kissing Arya? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't what? see that. We didn't Wait, see that. What? Ooh. What are you yeah. talking about? Somebody's, <laughs> it's, it's somebody, somebody's kissing Arya. Somebody like goes in for a kiss with Arya. 
With Arya? Yes. I'll beat that guy's ass. That's what I'm wondering. Who the fuck is that guy? (laughs) Yeah. Ain't nobody kissing Arya. Who the fuck is that? That Well, well, Gendry was never taken out. Right, he he. Never, We're gonna have to watch this again. Though. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Never, and, uh, and if I'm wrong, if it's somebody else, somebody please correct me for the love of God. Oh yeah, so they will. Okay, yeah, yeah. But and if anybody yeah. can answer my question, please. Yeah. <laughs> Where is Daenerys headed to? By the way, she's going straight to. She's going King's straight Landing? to. This, yeah. She she's already on the move. She's got a navy and everything. Actually, yeah, yeah, um, she's rolling. I thought we established she may end up in Dragonstone. Yeah, because it, because she, she might make a stop. But, yeah, but, well, she, but she's, she's going in the trailer. She's sitting on a throne. Yeah, she, yeah, she's, right? yeah, oh, she's not on that Dragonstone. throne. She's, she's there to go to Dragonstone. Yeah, yeah. she's there. Where uh, what's his name was? Uh, Stannis. Yeah, Stannis. Right, yeah. Emily. So that that's that is presumed to be Dragonstone, right? I, I that's what I assumed, but okay, I, I mean, okay. who knows? Yeah, really. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. But it also looks like we're going to have a lot of Davos, which is great because, yeah, I mean, he's, he's awesome. awesome. Yeah, he is. Yes, he is awesome. I'm so sad the show is going to be coming to a head here. Spinoffs. There's going to be spinoffs, but I read somewhere. It's it's not going to be a It's prequel. not going to be about the Mad King. Mm-hmm. It's not going to no. be about that whole thing. Which would be or, an or amazing. Ned. Yeah. Or Ned. That's fine. It should have been as that. As I get That's more exactly it. what it should have been is the tournament where leading up to the tournament where Rhaegar takes Lyanna and then it turns into Robert's Rebellion and nope. then it takes us to literally the very first episode. So here's the thing. I'm such a hypocrite, right? Will not happen. I'm, as- I'm asking about how come there's no new original ideas, but I want them to you go want, back yeah, to the well yeah. and I want to see prequels, mm-hmm. even though they'll probably come up with great stories. But when it's when it when it's good stuff yeah. and it's and it is an original idea, you want more of the good stuff from the original idea. But you, but you want to take is, more from the well when it's just old. It when it's a dead beaten horse, yeah. you just, they just keep on beating it out of you know. You're like, come on, yeah. But, but the thing is also. When you talk, when you imply people going to the well, that's other people taking what's already set in stone and then expanding that. Mm-hmm. Martin's still doing these things. He's got plenty of side stories, plenty of, he's got yeah. tales of Duncan Egg. He's got, uh, all these other novellas that are out there that you can take to make other shows. So he's, he's created, he's expanded the universe so much that it wouldn't be, a tr- it wouldn't be what you would, label as someone beating a dead horse he's okay. pretty much just made that horse into a stampede a unicorn <laughs> well that too basically yeah. yeah so we're all our consensus is we can't wait for this thing to start damn right no okay. please answer my question emily yeah and please answer yeah who's kissing Arya? yes and beat their ass yes really yeah, yeah. she might stab him with yeah who's she gonna like kiss her that's what i'm that's what i'm asking and by the way how old is Arya on this show she's, right now she's in her teen teenage things no, but in the novels, she matures into a very beautiful but deadly woman. Yeah, but 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 she's got to be 15, 14 max. Ages Emily, ambiguous. you want to confirm? I that mean, because us? you got the thing. The thing is, in the books, they're all younger. Yes. Like they had to they had to age him up a couple years in the TV show because mm-hmm. it's it really so long, really yeah. creepy. Well, it's also just really creepy otherwise because you can't have like thirteen <laughs> year old Daenerys right. Like, yeah, with that's Carl true. Drago, that's, that's that's true. That really would be upsetting. Horrible. And Bran looks like he's thirty five already. Yeah, he's, yeah, and he's then, aged and then the uh, <laughs> who, who's the who's the one kid in um where where the mom got pushed down the uh, yeah Bran. No, 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 no. Oh, mom, oh, the got mom. pushed down the uh, the hole. The uh, oh, the kid oh, uh, that was little Robert, uh, little Robert, little yeah. Robert. Yeah. He is aged terribly. Oh, yeah. He looks fucking yeah. weird. <laughs> Sorry, Emily, I cut in there, but that kid is like yeah. the, the 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 worst thing to happen to Game of Thrones is puberty to that kid because yeah. he got fucking wrecked. Yeah. It's like Carl from fucking Walking Dead. Oh god! Yeah. But but back to what you were saying, Emily. Yes, please. Go ahead. 
oh no 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 that's what that was sort of the end of the thought like you um mm. i think so i think Arya's gotta be like i mean i wouldn't say much more than than 14 or 15 i know the actress is a little bit older than that mm-hmm. right but but character wise she's still yeah she's a kid. young yeah right yeah, absolutely yeah. but it's implied i mean uh Tyrion and cersei had made a uh where had a scene where the mention was remember Jamie at sixteen, and apparently at sixteen he was a badass. So he was already squiring and fighting in wars, yeah. and kicking ass. So yeah. I, I would think. I mean, even Ned, even the flashbacks, Ned looks young. Yeah, he Ned looks does look really like young. he's legit yeah. eighteen, nineteen years old. Yeah, and he's fighting Arthur Dane. Yeah, you like, got to step your game up at a young age. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. They do have that sort of medieval, like people are getting married at 14 and 15. Because right, they're, right. they're dying at yeah. 40. Yeah. So, and that makes sense. I, I would say age is ambiguous, or at least it's appropriate as far as the medieval setting goes. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, once you hit Barry, or, I mean, remember, uh, Cersei, once they found out that uh, Sansa had her period, they were like, oops, time for you to start having kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah right they, away, they're I mean, like, it's time terrified. for, yeah, yeah. let's yeah, get yeah, it on. And she's like, oh, no. So, yeah. It, it, it is what it is. I, I just can't wait. I can't wait. I'm very, very excited and very, very sad at the same time. But at least we get another season after this. Yes. Right? Game of Thrones. Emily, you got to promise when Game of Thrones is on, you got to come back on. Oh, absolutely. Okay, great. We'll have you and Ollie. We're going to have to have expertise. Book. Like, we're literally going to have to have everybody. Yeah, because Johnny like, wants to come on, too. Too. Yeah, it's gonna gonna too. Yeah, it's going to be a great fun time when mm-hmm. that's on. Okay, so let's. Oh, that's our random schmeals. Let's Let's get into a little Marvel. Emily, you like Spider-Man? Yeah. Okay, great, because Boo doesn't, I for do some not. odd reason. Nope. Uh, Boo is a Spider-Man hater. He hates on the... I go without him. Peter Parker. Yep. I love Spider-Man. You yeah. really need to stop antagonizing people. Less, less love Spider-Man. <laughs> you really need to just shut it down. Bring man. it on. Be nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, just be nice. Well, mo- movie pilots Max Farrow had an article up about how Tom Holland approached playing the new Spider-Man. The web slinger. Mm. And for the promotional tour for Homecoming is already underway. And his Facebook live interview with Yahoo Movies, Tom Holland opened up about his portrayal of Spider-Man and who he tried to kind of channel Mm. as this Spider-Man. Now, this is what Tom Holland had to say about who he tried to channel. I was actually lucky enough that a journalist asked, oh, are you kind of like the Marty McFly in this movie? And that was what huh. my, that was my all-time goal was to channel this generation and become this generation's Marty McFly. That'd be very cool if he could yeah. pull that off. Yeah, I like that he said that. So cast your minds back to Peter Parker's introduction in Civil War. He was that awkward but like snarky, bre- you know, breathy kind of like delivered his little one-liners mm-hmm. really well. And he kind of in- infused Michael J. Fox in that. Yeah. So I loved the fact that he said that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And I think that if he does that, I think this movie is going to be a huge success. I do want to see the more John- Aunt May. Oh, I do want to see more Aunt May. Yeah. I love Aunt May. <laughs> I love her. God, really, Carlos? Hot. Really? Oh, man. Emily, I, was, I, I, I apologize. Every time we talk about... Civil War again. Every time we talk about... What was her name? Um, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. He starts freaking out. Oh. And when we talk about... I'm surprised he didn't say anything about Khaleesi's lips because he loves Khaleesi's lips, too. I do. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's young, mm. Emily. I apologize. I mean, that's very specific, Khaleesi's lips, but... No, Marissa... No, she's hot, so that's fine. You, I don't, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, all right. Thank okay. you, thank yeah. you, Emily. She is beautiful. She oh, is beautiful. God, I mean, it's hot. a little bit weird to have like a hot Aunt May, 
but <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> it is a little weird, but I think they're gonna they're gonna push on that Tony Stark and Aunt May yes. kind of relationship from mm-hmm. here on out. Well, that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. And yeah that's what so. they're doing. Thank you, comic book master. Over there. I, I really shouldn't be. I don't have to there. say shit anymore. Yeah. <laughs> for now, until the next challenge yeah, goes for now, down. For now. I, think, so I think I can sit back. We're here gonna for a little we're bit. gonna play the new trailer because mm-hmm. we didn't get to in a second. But and the new trailer was awesome, by the way. But Emily, so question for you is: I, actually, I want to go back one subject. For who is your favorite character in Game of Thrones? We're just gonna go back real quick. Oh, Sansa. Sansa. Okay, great, great character. Who is your favorite Marvel character? Um, I think it's got to be Kitty Pride. Oh, that's awesome! Very cool, good. cool. All right. I mean, Rogue is definitely up there too. Okay, but but I, I Kitty, I just love her. I love her relationship with Colossus. Very she's, cool. She's just one of my all-time favorite combo book characters. Yeah, Les is just nodding his head, and yeah, like, I like he, it. He's like, very happy yeah. with your Les response. So wait, let me guess. Uh, you had a fiery temper when you were in, like in middle school. Because that was her. She just got into like fights. Professor all Xavier the time. is a jerk. Yeah, she just got great, into fights. The single greatest comic book panel of all time. Yes. <laughs> but uh, Emily yeah. still has a fiery temper. What are you talking about? I'm just saying. <laughs> that, that's, that was like Kitty Pride's big deal. Like it was like someone say something and she's ready to like sock him in the face, like ready to go right away. So and cool. she had like she had a little dragon. Yeah, <laughs> like that's awesome. That's right. <laughs> she's in Guardians of the Galaxy right now in the books right now. She's got a thing for Peters. Maybe she can uh, be in the next one. Not a chance. Uh, not nope. a chance. No. Not she's, she's, no Kitty Pride. Fox isn't going to let that go. Oh, Fox, okay. Fox yeah, Fox won't let that go. But she's in that. She's with Star Lord right now. That's her guy. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to check out the new comic then. Yeah. Uh, for the past couple of years, yeah, she's been humping him. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I've always, I've always nice sort of avoided words, the, the, the co- I've always sort of ex- avoided the cosmic stuff in Marvel, but oh, I'll check that one out. You're missing out, <laughs> and that's where uh, Emily. That's where the next uh, stage of Marvel is going to be in the films. It's all going to be, yeah, yeah. The next phase is going to be all cosmic. They just have so much. Yeah, mm-hmm. I said it before. Marvel's cosmic is very, very. They do that very well, and then, like I said, DC Comics does magic and paranormal very well. Hence why we're getting Justice League Dark. Ooh, and then yes, why we're getting right. Marvel's fa- next phase into the cosmic that's realm. Right. Yeah. Okay, great. So let's let's listen to the next uh the, the new Spider Man trailer. It was I loved it. And we're gonna play the international trailer, which is a little different beginning. Mm, okay. Which uh kinda has his like his perspective of watching Oh, that's right. Watching the, the Civil War go down yeah, the, the yeah, before big he pops out. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. So let's play Spider Man Homecoming International trailer. There's Captain Look at that new guy. Who's that? Underoos. That's my cue. I gotta go. I fight with Captain America and I stole his shield and I threw it at him. At him. What the hell? He's big now. I gotta go. It was the most amazing thing that's ever happened. So Mr. Stark was like, hey, Underoos. And I just sort of flipped in. Hey, just a second. Coming. Hey. We have thin walls here. The rich and the powerful, they don't care about us. We have to pick up after them. We have to eat their table scraps. These alien bastards are tough. You got to use the stuff they use. The world's changing. It's time we change, too. So what is our next retreat? What, next mission? We'll call you. Think of a little more mentoring. Could be a real asset to the team. That's not a hug. I'm just grabbing the door for you. Oh, all right, kid. Good luck out there. Someone is collecting stuff from Avengers battles and building these crazy weapons. This is my chance to prove myself. 
What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. I wanted you to be better. Eight years without any trouble from those bozos up in Stark Tower. Man, this old bastard in red tight shows up. <laughs> he thinks he can tear down everything I built. I've got a plane full of brand new Avengers weaponry to load up. We're gonna put him out of business. We're gonna take everything they got. <laughs> All right, so there was your homecoming trailer. Let me just tell you right off the bat what I loved about this one. Right off the bat is we got to see Donald Glover for about 1.2 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Very quick. (laughs) Very quick. But uh, did you get a chance to actually watch the trailer, Emily, on this one? Yes, I did. Yeah, what'd you think about this thing? Um, I'm excited for it. Like, it looks like a fun movie. And that's what I want from Spider-Man. I want it to be fun. Me too. Me too. And I think that they're getting the feel of a teenage awkwardness and, and him trying to fit in. And this is what this trailer was kind of like the closest one to the John Hughes one that I, I kind of want to see. I want them just to do. A, they want to, I want to hear simple minds in the background and I want to hear, don't you forget about me. And I want to see a trailer. I want somebody to fan, a fan to make an eighties. Like I want to hear a new order. I want to hear the Smiths. I want to hear everything that's been in John, John Hughes films. And I want them to do a fan trailer to this film so I can at least get that at least. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So Wes, what do you think about this? This whole Spider-Man thing since you're a comic book whiz kid all of a sudden. All of a sudden, yeah. Uh, I, I think it's going to be great. Um, Thanks, but that's all I needed. <laughs> no, I'm, just wow. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I didn't say um, so that was a pause yeah. long enough for yeah. me to jump in there. Yeah. Uh, really, let's just... Uh, I like the hype. I like how everything is building to a certain thing. I like that Marvel has been in control of this. We'll see what happens. I, I really, really, really think this is going to be good, though. We'll see. I don't want to get caught up in the um like Rotten Tomato stuff and all that kind of thing. No, no, no. But no, no. Let's no. just watch the movie. I'm going to be there midnight uh, showing or pre-showing, whatever it is nowadays. So, Boo, what do you think about this last trailer? Uh, well, uh, the trailer or uh, the thing I like most about this trailer is how you see that he wants to be a superhero. He wants to be treated as an adult. I, you know, I'm Spider-Man. You know, I can do things. Let me do things. But other people are telling him, dude, you're a kid. Enjoy being a kid. You know, uh, Tony Stark is trying to, you know, you know, give him, give him that, that path to being a, an adult superhero. And other people are telling him, enjoy being a kid. So I think, I think that whole growing up aspect where, you know, every teenager wants to be an adult, but everybody's like, no, 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 enjoy this now. Enjoy that. Oh, yeah, I kind of you dig have that. no idea what's coming. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah. You, yeah. Cause, cause, uh, what is it? Uh, Tony Stark and the Avengers, they've seen some shit. They've, they've, they've had to make decisions, life or death for themselves and for others. Estonia. All, Estonia. Yeah, exactly. And all he has Sokovia? to do. Sokovia. Estonia. Sokovia. <laughs> yeah. And all he has to do is, you know, you know, crack jokes and save, uh, save a, a, a lady's purse and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, it, I, I, I dig that aspect of it. The one thing I do not like is, uh, um, you can't like any, not like anything about this. Don't even. <laughs> no, worry. no, no, no. I can't. Don't, you already, you're you already deep your... in Spider-Man. Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot voice your Okay. Cause I have one or two things. 
that See? I wanted to thank say. You, Emily. Thank, thank you, Emily. Emily. Thank you. You're giving him fuel, Emily. Thank you. Just only because Emily said so. Oh, okay, fine. Thank you. Thank you. At least I have somebody. Yeah. Zendaya's character. Yeah. I I do not like her first showing of how she seems like just like uh like she everything. doesn't give a shit about anything exactly yeah because yeah because I, I i knew people in high school like that and i hated them so i hope she's not like that throughout the movie if she's just like that for that one scene or for a little no, bit she's gonna be like that throughout the uh, movie. i guarantee fuck it. but yeah. okay well fine but uh did it did one of those type of females break your heart in high school but i think it, i think i think let's, let's dig deep here. yeah where's your she hurt me so much we need lorena to come here no oh therapy. yeah break me down yeah yeah, break, I, no. yeah sure oh man yeah. he's yeah all right carlos yeah <laughs> so yeah so I, I i i don't like that aspect but everything else seemed fine yeah i like the uh the little uh things with uh well what's the name the the security guard uh happy those yeah. are funny. I hope there's a lot more of those. Hey, if you haven't seen this, people, by the way, if you're into basketball, they have put out this NBA Finals That's right. five-second or ten-second teasers for Spider-Man mm-hmm. regarding the basketball game with Happy and and Tom Holland mm-hmm. and Spider-Man, Peter Parker. So they were pretty funny. Yep. They were really, really funny. If you haven't seen it on YouTube, check them all out. I think there's like five or six and, of them. And that's what I like about it. It's Their, their marketing is playing perfectly. Yeah, they're, they're just rolling it along nicely. Yeah, and, and Boo brought up a great point because the Sam Raimi ones um, with Tobey Maguire, he wanted to be a regular person. Yes. But he had he, the responsibility to be a Spider-Man. superhero. Yeah. This one is complete opposite. Mm-hmm. He wants to be Spider-Man badly. Yeah. And he's over being a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting, Boo. Might not be far off, you know. You're doing you're doing good on this I podcast. Thing, like bro. you like him now, Jesus. Yeah. Oh, you I'm identify. Glad I'm, glad you I'm glad identify. that you let him speak shit. on this one because he actually made a good point. <laughs> so we really appreciate it. Yes, Emily. What, what, what were you? Uh, what were your two qualms with it? Please help me out. Well, that's here. right. Emily has some. Qualms. Please help me. Yeah. Um. Now this could just be a trailer thing. I think there's a little too much Iron Man. Um. I I'd, I'd prefer to see less of Tony Stark. Ooh, um, girl. That's a I, I kind I, of agree. I agree with you. You are not a fan of Mr. Robert Downey Jr. or just the character Tony Stark? <sighs> Here's it. Like, I used to be a really big fan of Robert Downey Jr. And I don't know whether my problems now are me liking him less or me liking. I, I mean, I've, I've never liked Tony Stark. I, I mean, I like him in that first movie. I think he's a lot of fun, but I've, I've always had problems with the character in the comic books because he's kind of a huge fascist oh uh, yeah yeah he fascist is. and yeah. a uh a an user, alcoholic, an alcoholic. Yeah. And not a womanizer he does hard drugs yeah right? he, he's he's pretty fucked up yeah. he's come a long way as far as that goes but she does have a point he yeah, is yeah, definitely wrong, yeah. uh got some yeah yeah i mean the, the first the first civil war in the comics really was a turning point for me with that character where i just i couldn't deal with him anymore right that makes okay. sense okay okay but there's also, and this is such a small thing, and I don't even, I don't remember if it's in this trailer, but it's in some of them, and it's he, ha- he has that line of why don't you, why don't you try being a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, <laughs> and it's it's so on the nose, and it's such a huge wink, and I'm just like I don't, I don't need it. It's too much. Too much fan service. It's too, yeah. It's just such a it, like it, it grinds it to a halt for me. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that that lays it on thick. You you have a point there. Yeah, but and I think I'm, that the Tony Stark is just to tell and reassure people this is a Marvel film. Yes. That's I think that's what they're trying to do. But you're gonna see a ton of Tony Stark. I mean, he somebody I saw on Twitter today, somebody made a fan poster of the film, and it was the actual poster, but it was it was Iron Man being every character. Mm, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. 
Was it based on that terrible poster? It was based on the terrible oh, poster. Oh man, that, that is such a bad, bad poster. Yeah. Like, I can't believe it got released. Yeah. That it looks like yeah, it looks like a bad cheapy high mm-hmm. school project type of But poster. I am I am excited for Tom Holland. Like I liked him in Civil War. I think he's going to do it and I'm really excited for Michael Keaton. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. haven't brought him up. Yeah, that's he's, right. Yeah, yeah. Michael yeah, Keaton's the man. Looks Mr. Mom himself. Yeah. Yes, he's great. And, and I'm excited about Donald Glover. I'm a huge Donald Glover fan. Mm-hmm. And for what it looks like, it doesn't look like he's in the film that much. <laughs> but you know, hopefully we'll be surprised and he's yeah. in a lot. But Michael Keaton looks he looks great. I'm so glad that Michael Keaton has, has rejuvenated his career. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah definitely. Because he's, he's so really good. Yes, he oh, is. He's great. I'm Batman. If you haven't seen Michael Keaton... At his best, in my opinion, there's a movie called Clean and Sober. Have you seen this? Les? Came no, out in I've the heard 80s. of it. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He's oh, a, yeah, that's right. He, yes, yeah. I've seen it. It's yeah. a, gr- mm-hmm. he's a, it's a, he's a recovering addict and he goes through recovery and it's just a great movie. If you have, if you love Michael Keaton, most people haven't seen this movie, but Clean and Sober is a great movie. Was that one with the cars? The gun, gung ho. Gung ho. Gung ho. Yeah. And Mr. Mom, oh, he's just great. The Dream Team, the Dream Team. Oh Michael yeah, we Keaton's can go on. We can go on with Michael Keaton. We could, we could. So there you have it. There is your Spider-Man Homecoming. Peter Parker, Parker, Parker up. Parker, Peter Parker, Peter Parker, Parker, Hey Parker, Let's talk a little DC. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah, we could talk a little. No, we're not talking Wonder Woman yet. Now, oh, what no, not yet, not yet, not yet. And Emily's like, fuck, I just came oh, here to talk yeah, about I know, Wonder right? Woman. Yeah, she's been and waiting. She's like, after that, I'm yeah. out. Yeah. Fuck, an hour into this, and we haven't even talked about Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah, <laughs> she's like, what am I here for? Exactly. But you know what, Emily, if, if you just, we talked about Wonder Woman in the beginning, and you were speaking, everybody would listen to you, and then they would just shut down. The yeah, podcast. exactly. Yeah. It's the only way that people listen. Yeah, they're done, yeah. I just hold it off, you know. Here, let's talk a little, Joss Whedon, because we didn't get to really talk about this. I kind of put it in our last episode as a, like a, we're going to be talking about this. So mm-hmm. Joss Whedon has taken over, obviously, for Zack Snyder, you know, and Zack Snyder's going through horrible, tragic events in his family, and yeah. he... Our thoughts go with him. Yes, our thoughts and prayers go with him, you know, and I said this last episode that we, we shit on him a lot. Mm-hmm. And we talked tra- trash on him and we, we were on him, but nobody wants to go through what no. he's going through. That is just a horrific thing. As a big and, nerd family, we do feel for him. Yes, yes. As uh, the nerd herd. That's right. We do feel for him and it's awful. We and Les just went through this situation. One of our coworkers that used to be a coworker for about 10 yes. years. Someone um, in a big, big part of our lives. Yeah. He, he committed suicide as well. Oh, so awful. yeah, it it's awful. It's an awful, awful thing. And, and next week we're going to have Lorena on. We're going to do minutes with the misses and we're going to talk about the show 13 reasons on Netflix. It's also become this kind of like polarizing phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Of, and if people should watch it, shouldn't they watch it? How young should they be when they watch it? How old should they be? So we'll talk about that next week, but. You know, our thoughts and prayers go out to uh, people that are going through all kinds of depression issues, mm-hmm. and mental illness. We just lost Chris Cornell, for God's sake. So so this is a timely thing. But what I wanted to talk about is in an inter- interview with Variety at the L.A. premiere of Wonder Woman, producer Charles Roven confirmed that Whedon was already involved in post-production way before it was announced. A- announced and, he st- and Zack Snyder stepped down. Wow. Yeah. So this is what he had to say. We were saddened by the by the events that caused Zack Snyder and Deborah Snyder to have to leave and turn the reins over to Joss Whedon. He was already working with us on some of the scenes for additional photography that we're going to be doing shortly. And it was fortunate that Zack convinced him and he agreed to step in and finish the movie. Help Zack finish his version and, and his, Zack is very excited about it. 
So it's interesting that the pairing already happened before the announcement when everybody found out. So this is this is a big thing. Whedon mm-hmm. is a DC man now. I mean, like not only is he doing his movie, not only is he helping Snyder, but he was already entrenched in this, yep. which is awesome, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yes. Uh, unfortunate how he got there, but at least he was doing it before Snyder left. Mm-hmm. So, and then the rumors also were that that uh, Affleck was has stepped in and he has influenced production as well huh. tremendously. Okay. I have some after I, so we saw Wonder Woman. I have some some hope. Very much. Yeah. Very, very, very Emily, good. Emily, what did you did you get to watch Batman vs. Superman? I don't know if get to watch is the term I'd use. I watched it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you obviously thought it was pretty pretty shitty, like most people. Oh, oh I I can't I can't even begin you're, to talk about how much I dislike that movie. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. And you're in the majority of people that have voiced their opinions on this, right? What are you expecting before we get into Wonder Woman? What are you expecting for Justice League? I'll just ask this. After seeing Wonder Woman, are you excited about Justice League? I would say after seeing Wonder Woman, I'm excited to see what movies come after Justice League. Um, Justice League from the trailer still seems very much in the vein of the past few DC movies. Yes. And I mean, I, I, love joss whedon's work um i was a huge buffy the vampire slayer fan um like i used to i used to like write buffy the vampire slayer fan fiction and like was on a bunch of message boards (laughs) and i i i loved firefly wait wait wait. firefly is awesome emily Emily, let's rewind firefly is awesome Uh let's rewind a little bit here so (laughs) um so you said fan fiction so (laughs) the first time first time i was introduced to uh, Emily here, Emily Lynn's <laughs> fan fiction was at the Making Star Wars party where in Orlando for celebration. And while I was drinking beers, mm. I think I was with Mike Pappas taking shots or I was with Johnny drinking or Boomy and Boo were drinking beers. We've heard oh. over the airwaves, over the speakers, mm-hmm. this story, the science fiction story. <laughs> oh, man. About... Story is the word. Yeah, story is the word. I, I don't even know if I can tell you what it was about. Um, do you want to give a little quick synopsis of what that story was about, Miss Lynn? <laughs> Please. Okay, first, I want to preface this by saying this happened um, because back um, LA Podfest last year for Steel Wars, Steel had found a terrible piece of fan fiction um, that was Qui-Gon Jinn and Shmi Skywalker, like erotica. And they did a, they did a dramatic reading of it. And then when I was the next day, I was recording an episode of Steel Wars and I sort of jokingly, sort of seriously told Steel if he ever wanted to do it again, I'd write something for him. (laughs) And then like, like I'd sort of worked on it a little bit here and there, but I had kind of like Steel never really said anything about it after that. And I sort of thought like, oh, it's just not, it's not happening. Or at least it's not happening now. Maybe it'll happen again at the next PodFest. And then maybe two days before celebration, he messaged me on Facebook being like, hey, do you have a story? And I'm like, um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but then I'm just like, you know, at first I'm like, oh, I can, I can just find you something else bad and like help you like put it in script format. And I'm like, no, 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 I want to write it myself. So in the <laughs> next like five or six hours, I wrote a intentionally terrible 
piece of fairly filthy erotica. Oh, it wasn't about, terrible at all. About, no, it was not terrible. About and, out of that and fairly is not the word. <laughs> it was very filthy. Yes. I mean, that's Pulitzer Prize winning. Yes. Fan fiction right there. Fan like, erotica, even, yeah. even writing it wasn't there. Like, I was getting him. Like, I would have to like take breaks writing it because i i don't know like it's just it's it, there's something about um like i i've written fan fiction since i was a kid but writing like sex scenes is a very different thing and so i would write a couple of sentences and then be like no i can't deal with this anymore and i'd walk off <laughs> that's great no and it yeah, was but, what was what was great is that they performed well they didn't perform it like, oh was, whoa they performed there was i definitely missed the celebration no 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 it no, wasn't no. just wow. yeah no, no. there wasn't just <laughs> words there was uh audio cues there was audio cues there was uh, it was great yeah it, yeah, yeah. It, it was it was jason and randy and maud garrett were reading it and then steel was providing some that's right still really interesting sound effects yes there were sound effects so everybody heard it and we were laughing our ass off it was amazing and emily is that on by the way for people that don't know um steel which if you listen to this show you should, should know, know steel, steel is yeah. so steel steel saunders is a great show called steel wars it's an amazing podcast it's a star wars podcast it's hilarious and you don't need to be a star wars fan to listen to it because you'll love it and emily's been on it multiple multiple times am i correct emily yeah, um, I've done the main show and then I've done the call-in shows a couple of times. Yeah, so and, and it's fantastic. And are is the the recording? The, we, they recorded that and put that out. Am I correct? It is. It's up on Steel's Patreon feed, and it is up on the Making Star Wars Patreon feed. Right. So if if you want to listen to some Pulitzer Prize winning, amazing erotic fan fiction, yep, you definitely need to listen. Mm-hmm. Emily's words just pop in the air yeah. i mean I'd, I'd say it's worth a couple bucks a month just to to oh. hear jason's australian accent oh yes that's right yes jason the because Lord. it is like i it actually like i i had to stop the podcast when i was listening to it because i was laughing too hard oh yeah it's amazing it's amazing it's a it's, you need to listen to it it's great it's fantastic so thank you for that emily yes. i don't even know what we were talking about before this we we're talking about fan fiction and then threw me into that erotic stage of of uh, that night. Yes. You know what I mean? I got lost. I got lost. Just, just like, just, just, Whedon, just yeah, stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so. I think the, the, the interesting thing here is Joss Whedon has a very distinct tone and that is a very different from Zack Snyder's tone. And so I'm, I'm interested to see how much of that appears in the justice league movie, especially because I mean, when you're talking about, like post-production and doing pickup scenes and stuff. It's hard to know how much that will influence the, the final film. Yes. Right. And he's going to go back and do a bunch of reshoots too. Mm-hmm. So it's be interesting to see uh, if it's Snyder, Whedon, Snyder, Whedon, Snyder, yeah. Whedon. You can just pick out which parts are the Whedon parts and which parts are the Snyder parts. But I, I think this one might be the last for Snyder DC film, as far as I, I know, because they're going with all kinds of talent. Yeah, yeah, a bunch of uh, yeah, directors yeah. now. And you're right. I'm definitely interested in seeing where this is going to go after this Justice League. I'm hoping good things because we're going to get into the Wonder Woman right now. Um, and we're, and what we saw from the Wonder Woman was nothing but positive things, mm-hmm. except for a couple things. I do have a couple things, Emily, that I didn't like either. Okay. Okay, so, that's good. Yes. All right. Before we get into the movie. Let's listen to a little comicbook.com cheat sheet to prep us up a little bit about some of the details of this amazing Wonder Woman, Diana Prince. 
Wonder Woman is a superheroine in the DC Universe, not to mention one of the founding members of the Justice League. The Amazonian warrior princess was originally sculpted by clay and given life by the goddess of love Aphrodite, but her origin was altered with the New 52 when it was revealed she is the daughter of Zeus. Thanks to her popularity in pop culture over the years, you probably already know about her invisible jet or that she wields the lasso of truth, but here's a few facts in this cheat sheet you might not know about Princess Diana of Themyscira. Originally, she was called Suprema, the Wonder Woman, by her creator William Moulton Marston. However, the first part of the name was dropped because it sounded too close to Superman, and she was named Wonder Woman by the DC editors. It's common knowledge that Wonder Woman's lasso of truth forces the truth out of everyone. What's not so well known is that this weapon is likely to be inspired by Marston, who had a hand in creating the polygraph. Wonder Woman is usually depicted as being thousands of years old, but thanks to the New 52 reboot, she is now 23 years old. In the New 52, Diana spends her childhood learning combat from Ares, the god of war. Later, she's forced to kill Ares during a conflict, which leads to her becoming the goddess of war. As the goddess of war, she has the ability to telepathically control and communicate with soldiers all over the world. Her tiara is actually sharp enough to cut Superman. Speaking of the Man of Steel, the New 52 revamped their relationship and the two actually dated. Wonder Woman has wielded Thor's hammer Mjolnir during the Marvel vs. DC crossover in 1996. Despite the fact that she isn't a US-born citizen, she's run for president of the US twice. Wonder Woman has now been seen in video games, cartoons, and was famously played by Linda Carter during her 70s TV show. She made her feature film debut in Batman vs. Superman, played by Gal Gadot. Her stock continues to rise as she teaches generations to come that when it comes to violence, don't raise your hand at all until you first extended it. All right, so that was your comicbook.com cheat sheet on Wonder Woman. All right, you guys ready to get into little Wonder Woman movie action? You guys, let's ready? just go right ahead. Yeah, okay. let's do this time. Thing. Emily, I want your opinion first, and I want to know what you thought about the film and what you thought about Gal Gadot. I say Gadot, even though it's Gadot. Yeah. Um, and your overall sense of where, like we just said, DC is going with this. And is this the game changer for DC? I want to, I want to preface this by saying that I'm really glad that this movie exists. And I'm really glad that so many people absolutely love this movie. Like watching the, the positive reactions to this movie, even, even though I don't share all of them has been really exciting as a female comic book fan. I I liked the movie. I didn't I didn't dislike it. I think it had some of the problems are problems that I've had with I mean most of the superhero movies, which is I feel like it's overly long. Um I feel like there's some story elements that just don't need to be there. But it's a good movie. It's a fun movie. Um I loved all the stuff in the beginning on Theramasira. I I mean Robin Wright was incredible. She was great. She was amazing. I'd watch a whole like TV show set there. I don't know like what you do because it's a paradise, but like, I don't know what your plot line would be, but I would (laughs) watch like 50 episodes of that. It'll be like Um, fantasy Island. Remember back then? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Go ahead. And, um, I really, I think what I liked about this movie is unlike, like, um, Man of Steel and unlike Batman versus Superman and unlike Suicide Squad, this movie felt hopeful. It felt positive in a way that those movies haven't. This wasn't a cynical movie at all. And I, I think that was a really good step 
for DC to take, especially with a character like Wonder Woman. Yes, yes, 100%. Okay, what did you not like about it? Well, you know, like, I just, I feel like some of it really dragged. Okay. Um, you, I you, felt. You didn't think it should have been two hours and 25 minutes? Oh, God, no. Okay. You know, I'll tell you, like, when I first really felt it was, um, Oh, by the when... way, by the way, let me spoil the, the spoiler thing here. So, oh, yeah. if you haven't seen this film, okay, we're going to spoil the shit out of it. All right. Unfortunately. So, you might want, want to forward till about, uh, I don't know, 130, 140, just to be safe. An hour and 40 minutes into it, so you can watch it without getting spoiled. All right? Okay, go ahead, Emily. Um, I would say the, the start part where it started to feel, like, long to me was when I – it was after the scene where they they cross over No Man's Land and save that town. A scene that I really liked, but then I glanced at my watch and I realized there was still an hour left in the movie. And I just, like, I just felt my heart sink. Because I'm like, how is that possible? Okay. Um, the other problem I think is I th- that some of the CG is pretty bad. Some of those fight scenes, like the hand-to-hand stuff, is excellent. Like the choreography is great, but any of the things when she's doing like the super big jumping looks a little bit silly. And I didn't, I didn't love the final battle. I thought the lightning was a little bit cheesy looking. Right. Now, the other thing, and this is, I don't know if other people thought this too, I'd like to get what you guys thought is um, David Lewis, who of course ends up um, being Ares at the end. As soon as I saw him in like the first part of the movie, I'm like, oh, he's going to turn out to be a secret bad guy. Yes. Yes. Like, yes, yes. 100%. like as soon as he appeared, I'm yeah. like, okay, they that's gave, him. They gave that tell way yeah, too quickly. You get that feel yeah. immediately. Yeah. yeah. No, you're, you're 100% right about that. That's one well, of my qualms th- about it, too. Yeah. I mean, I think he's good. And I before he like that big last fight scene when he has all the armor on and stuff, I think that scene with him and and Wonder Woman is fantastic when he's talking about what humanity is and how awful people are. Yeah. On top of the tower. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's yeah, giving her oh, a breakdown. Oh, of oh yeah. That yeah, was that right was, as he that destroys was the sword. Yeah. Yeah. But I think she's so good. And it's I love that her character again, is so hopeful and really like not only empowered, but empowering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I love the fact how often that movie is men telling her she can't do something That's and right. then her going and doing that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Not only doing it, but just making it look like a joke, meaning like your way of thinking is a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I love the secretary line where she goes, Oh, and, and where I'm from, that's slavery. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm right on board with you. If you like, I love the fact that... Go ahead, oh, go ahead. Oh, go sorry. Ahead. No, no, go ahead, please. Was this, like, one thing that I think, again, like makes this movie so different from like the Zack Snyder movies is at the end when she's saying... Okay, like in the Zack Snyder movies, you would get all that humanity is awful and has all these terrible base instincts and is warlike and will kill each other and is selfish. And that would sort of be the end of it. Like, that's where that speech would end. But in right. Wonder Woman, it's like, yeah, sh- humanity is all that thing, but that's not all we are, and we can be better. Sense of peril in the world and the universe. There was actual hope. Yeah, yeah. And all the other ones, it's just, 
okay, what's the next disaster? What's the neg- next negative point with Wonder exactly. Woman? You feel a sense of positivity. Okay, we're going to go from bad, then there's good. And then, of course, there's be bad again, but then there's good. And the other ones are just like bad, 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 bad. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of humor in this movie. Yeah, good solid And it just humor. has like a real like sweetness to it. I thought like her relationship with Chris Pine's character was really well done. It didn't get like overly cheesy and sappy like it felt like that was a a good progression for their characters yes and again like she's just really good in this movie she Mm -hmm. is she's right she is you know she is to me i you know and and i'll let you know right now exactly how i felt what i what i dislike just go with my dislikes first because there's not a lot of them i i disliked as well some of the cgi Uh, we saw it in real 3d we did uh, and the aries CGI to me mm-hmm. was a little cheesy, mm-hmm. was was a little cartoony to me, um, and I didn't buy it as much as I did the other stuff. But there was one scene. I know you're talking about the jumping scenes were kind of off, but there was one CGI scene where I, I was like, holy shit, they pulled that off. It wasn't the scene where she goes and smashes the tower. That was pretty cool. But there was a scene where she jumps through a building, and then they pick her up on the landing on the other side and running. And I thought that was really well done. It was smooth. It was smooth and, seamless, and the yeah. transition was really cool. But I, I could tell also there was some scenes. I talked to somebody. Oh, it was Les. Actually, Les is going to tell you in a second what he thought about some of the scenes on the island. And I, I think that it was more so his theater than – I want to get your opinion on that, Emily. Uh, he, he'll talk about it in a second. But what I loved, what I absolutely loved about this movie was her. Because if you remember in the Batman versus Superman, she came off as a confident – and a not an arrogant, but there was something about her where you couldn't you couldn't fuck with her. You don't know me, but I've known a few women like you. Oh, I don't think you've ever known a woman like me. Yeah, she, right? was, a, she was a woman of the world she, at that point. Yes, yeah. right. And then to go back and make this film and act like you are the most innocent person, like she's I, the uh, she's the she's Bambi. Yeah, I wanted to give her a hug every time I every time I saw her like. Like she looked at the little baby mm-hmm. and she wanted to go up to the baby, mm-hmm. right? And she's so beautiful. She's such a great actress. She's so strong. She was smart speaking all those languages. Mm-hmm. She encompassed everything you want in a woman. Yeah. Right? And every time she was – I think you – somebody used the word. I think it was less again. I'm going to you a lot less. Mm-hmm. I like that. She, she – <laughs> uh, less used wow. the word stunning. Mm-hmm. And she was stunning. And it wasn't just because she's beautiful and she used to be a Victoria's Secret model and all that good stuff. She was stunning because you bought into the character, mm-hmm. right? She was just great. And when I when she first got on and got casted to this, and everybody's like, there's no way that she can be Wonder Woman. She fucking nailed it. Yeah, she did. She nailed it. I mean, she made probably Linda Carter proud. I know she made her director proud. And I think that she's going to be the saving grace now. And you're going to see this because of the success. You're going to see a lot more of her now in Justice League mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. The post-production and the edits. There's going to be like, oh, we need to actually do some more of this and some more of that with Wonder Woman because people love her so much. So yeah. that's what I loved about it. And I and I loved Captain America First Avenger was my favorite and still is my favorite standalone comic book movie. And I know a lot of people say that the second one. The Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. I love that one too. Mm-hmm. But to me, the period pieces. As a film, it's better. Yeah, as yeah, a film, it's better. And the period pieces are amazing. Mm-hmm. And have this to be in World War One. It was, it made me feel like I was watching Captain America again, mm-hmm. the first one. So I, I love the fact 
that it, it was a period piece. Yeah. And we're going to talk about in a second after I get booze and Les's opinion on this about the next one mm. and where it's going to go. Okay. Because they've already talked about where it's going to go. Boot, go ahead. What did you think about this? Yeah, no, I, I have to agree. It, it, it was a great movie. It's not perfect. You know, people are expecting it to be perfect. It's not perfect, but it is a good movie. The the, the gripes that you know uh, you and Emily have are well founded, uh, but it is a great movie. The how real and how well she puts off the idea that it is great. It is black and white. There's bad, and there and the good need to stamp that out. And then Chris Pine the whole time is saying, no, that's not the way the world works. But the whole time she's like, this, that's the way it should happen. There's bad people and then there's good people and the good people need to prevail. And it makes total sense, right? Yeah, it does make total <laughs> sense. And then, and then she goes throughout the world and she's, you know, she's like, take me to the front lines. He's like, no, I, I can't do that. There's other things that have to be done. There's, there's red tape. There's this, there's that. She's like, no, like in the, in the war room when the generals are saying, we still have to get this armistice signed, but, but she's like, people are going to die. He's like, that's that's what war is. And she's telling you, you guys are awful people. Right, you guys are right. how how dare you let your men die? You know, your general should be in the front lines, not yeah. sitting here in the room. Right. That that is, and the, how she portrays that is really well done. And the whole entire movie makes you feel terrible for being a human being. It does. Because the <laughs> shit that happens, you're like, you're like, fuck, I suck. I'm yeah, sorry. Right. But you don't know who to say sorry to. And you're like, to the animals, I'm sorry. I'm awful. But yeah, so the, I like, I like the way they did that. And the use of color in the movie, I think was really well done. Cause Themyscira, you know, Paradise Island is just that the colors are beautiful the ocean is is great you know everything is just gorgeous on the island but just across the the force field or the the the, the hiding field that they have it's an awful world like she says this is london it's hideous it is <laughs> right and the whole entire world that she's around is hideous the whole time but with her you every time you see her, her armor has a different color. Mm-hmm. It has a anytime she blocks something or something hits her armor or her shield, it's a bright color. Yeah, what she's doing is is good, bright things. She's bringing color and hope and you know, like she says, love to a dark world, which I thought was really really cool. One gripe, one gripe that I had was on the island when when the Germans first get to Themyscira. I wanted the Amazons. I, I understand, you know, they only have weapons or uh, arrows and swords and shields. Yeah. I wanted them to fuck them up. <laughs> I yeah. wanted, cause yeah. I was like, I was like, when I saw that, when I saw them shooting the arrows and rappelling down, right. I was like, holy shit, they're right. going to get wrecked. I wanted less of them to die. Maybe, maybe a couple of them. Yeah. Robin Wright dying was nice. Well, not nice, but it worked. Yeah. And then, but I was hoping they would have just annihilated the fuck out of them. <laughs> I was really, I was like, Oh shit, it's going down. It wasn't as exciting <laughs> as I thought. Yeah. The ending with her being the weapon, I get it, but I mean, the God. Yeah. Being the God, it wasn't, she wasn't, I wanted him to, I wanted her to fuck him up a little bit more, not just. You know, uh, you know, you know, blast him away, kind of thing. But besides that, it was it was great. Yeah, the the characters were good. the The whole feel of the movie was nice. It was a bit long. I think if they made it two hours, I think that would yes. be perfect. Yes, two hours. Yeah. I think the, Emily, you think so too, right? Two hours. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the extra twenty one minutes is kind of no. Nah, you could you could cut a little bit out. But yeah. But it. But but the uh, yeah. The whole movie's great. I felt at the end, I kind of don't need more Wonder Woman. How dare you? As a separate movie. No, no, but, but, but I, I felt fulfilled. I got everything out of her character. And if she 
does what she did in in Batman versus Superman. Appearances. Yeah, no, no, but but is a, a big character. But is a big part of it, an important piece. <laughs> I think I think I would be content. I don't know why. I like with with other characters. Like I need more because you need to you need to flesh out the character more. In Wonder Woman, I felt that they fleshed her out perfectly. Well, it was good writing. Good yes, rec- exactly. Good yeah. I don't That's think good that you said that. Actually. Yeah. Cause yeah. Cause it, it, it felt like, okay, yeah. I, I understand who and what Wonder Woman is. Yeah. She should be an important part in the other movies, but I feel like other characters need to be fleshed out more with her. I was like, I'm, I get her. I, cool. I, I, I can That's actually yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. yeah so I want to see more yeah. of her. Oh, if, if they make more movies, of course I'm going to see it, but I'm right. Like, right. I see what you're saying I'm, though. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Okay. She they, they did a really good job. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's not perfect, you know, at all, but it is the best hands down DC film, DC film in this, new, in this new wave ever, ever. I think ever. Yeah. Oh, you're just thinking over, you remember the, uh, yeah. Well, the those are, the those you're not are, counting the Christopher Nolan's or those what? are different. Yeah. It, okay. Yeah. In this, yeah. Yeah. So in this universe that they're building. Yeah, yeah I, I would separate them, but yeah, so yeah, go for it, Les. The movie was good. The special effects were clunky at times. Okay, so uh, tell Emily what you're talking about, because I, I didn't get this, and okay, I don't think so you got this. No, I, I didn't. Where I saw it, and I saw it in Real D, but Real D 3D, the fight scenes on the island, so when the sh- soldiers showed up, and the ladies were doing their thing, and you know they're doing the graceful things. It wasn't moving right for me. It didn't look right. It looked choppy. It was really choppy and like. Did you get that? No, Emily. No, did you get that? That was smooth for me. I don't know. It was really clunky and like it didn't move smoothly. Yeah, it looked like it was rushed. That's neither here nor there. That's not my biggest issue. My biggest issue is David fucking Thewlis standing in that little quick scene. You know that scene where they showed him in the cell. Uh, hunched over and he's they superimpose his head on a badass muscular guy's body yeah yeah <laughs> really that, no, no that's what i'm talking about that that scene the scenes with cgis with with aries did not work for me at all and i'm like okay not only that this is all i can think of is that he's in harry potter yes <laughs> that was it that's i'm like oh this is like the weasley family guy what's he doing here what's he doing in this movie and why is he the villain i was kind of hoping that he would be uh, more of a shapeshifter like he's supposed that to. that would have been great that, that would have been amazing hoping, to yeah, like give us like yeah. some rugged looking because that's what aries truly mm-hmm. is he's a vicious mean Soul i mean bitch. the guy yeah in the mythology he dresses in in greek mythology he wears humans as armor mm-hmm. so it doesn't get any more like brutal than that so that would yeah. smell after a while. Yeah, it's, it's weird because he he works so well in those first parts. Yeah, when yes. he's like pretending to be like Lord such and such, because that's that's who David Bruce yeah. can play. Right, and I mean he can play bad guys. Like he's in the new season of Fargo, and he's really creepy. But oh, that's oh. a creepy is not what what Ares is. No, no. And so creepy. when you when you see him superimposed on like a big muscular body like it's just silly looking it was silly. it is exactly it that is. with the still with his uh broom mustache and i'm just like oh really Broom mustache that's really? right come on man don't do that but the movie was great i liked the the thing i liked was her fresh to the world thing yes like mm-hmm. you said yeah. she's running up and oh my god a baby. baby or why can't you do that and how come this and how come that and she's just taking it all in or when she comes out with the sword and shield yeah and she no. comes out and she's like okay i'm ready to go and yeah. you're just like oh this sweet little thing here yeah, she's sweet you know? that's a great and, word and the mm-hmm. best part is that she's a sweet innocent thing yes but she can whoop ass whoop so ass. it's like not only that this sweet innocent thing is carrying a tank 
in in two hands and oh, tossing God, it like it's awesome. nothing. Uh, she she breaks down a building with just a shoulder charge. Yes, that's Wait. what I loved about. If anything, that made me made the movie worth all of it was mm-hmm. the fact that this innocence still had a fire behind it. Mm-hmm. And now, and like you said, in Bat- BVS, we get this world traveled, world weary. I know what I'm dealing with now kind of Wonder Woman. And in this one, we're just getting this just bright eyed, bushy tailed, just her going around and yeah, just she's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was telling everyone, hurt. I don't, that I don't know. Hurt. That does not hurt. And then, uh, and then let's not forget about Chris goddamn Pine, people. <laughs> no, and you know, <laughs> the, he's a you know, he did beautiful a great, man. He did a great job. I'm as, great, but he's he a beautiful a, man. He, he did a do great a great actor. job. Oh, he's a great actor. Yeah, I mean, let's let's actor. not let's not spend too much time on the first like female superhero movie talking about how gorgeous the woman I know, is. Right, I know. I let's know, I know. <laughs> let's dial that down a little sorry, bit, boys. But yeah, it happened. But what you know what? I mean, I don't disagree with you. She's phenomenally gorgeous, but. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I understand. <laughs> um, Sorry, and then what I did like, here. what I did like too, which was my favorite little uh, exchange between them, was on the boat when they were leaving. Oh, yeah, the, the comedy she's was like, so good. She's like, "Wait, you don't want to sleep over here?" And she's like, "I mean, there's plenty of room. I mean, you're just it's just sleeping." And he's like, "Okay, goddamn it!" And like oh, that man, was the, actually the, well, I forget the exact line, but the she like the oh the the findings were that men are necessary for reproduction, but not for pleasure. Yes, and he's, he's like, I disagree. She dropped yeah. the ball. Yeah, he's like, well, I'm really. I'm Damn it! Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Okay. that hurts. And I love that. I love those corpses. And, and let me tell you another thing. I love that they didn't show them having sex. Yeah, you just know what happens. Yeah, yeah I yeah. love that they didn't. She didn't need to get naked. Mm-mm. I love that they didn't need wow. to tell you and show you what happened. I love that. I love the fact that they didn't have to do that, and you just knew what happened. Yeah. And then the story went on right afterwards. Yeah, it didn't yeah, matter. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just a good flow. You, you knew it was going to happen, and then you're like, okay, it happened. Great, let's That's move it. on. Let's yeah. move on. Let's yeah. not talk. Let's not make jokes about it. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman. Two more things, though. Oh, two more things. No, no, no. no. Okay. One, one is good. I, I, I just remembered this. The slow mo, the use of the slow mo, where how. It flowed between regular speed and slow mo speed. Yeah, I thought was perfectly done. Okay, so Zack Snyder gets a lot of shit for using too much slow slow second speed slow mo slow mo. Yeah, Zack Snyder gets too much shit for it. I mean, so much shit for it. Mm. It wasn't Zack Snyder slow mo. If you no. noticed, no, it, they they did transition from fast to slow, slow to fast. It wasn't mm-hmm. just like this ten minutes take on one scene. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And let's give Zack Snyder some credit here. Where credits due, he helped with his writing of the story. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in the credits. Yes, yeah. and he was a producer, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. Yeah. So, okay, what was the other one? I just lost it. I, I fucking <laughs> shit. We don't need I think it. he wanted to say how beautiful she was. That too. Just yeah, kidding, Emily. Just, just, just so Emily <laughs> let's go back to that. No, just, kidding. just kidding, Emily. If I remember, I'll, I'll, I'll pop yes. it in. But yeah, now I've lost it. Damn it. What do you guys think about? There's an article on, in Cinema Blend about what the Wonder Woman 2 is going to be about. And they've Ooh, already signed on. Okay. They're both director, which is great, mm-hmm. and actress have been contractually obligated to do a second one. Kick ass. Yes, great. Okay. Yeah. So talking to Cinema Blend, producer Charles Roven said that nothing has been written yet. Adding the focus now is on Wonder Woman and after that, Justice League. So they, they haven't even got down to what it's going to be. We really want to focus on this movie, and I think the result of this movie is going to really define what the future of Wonder Woman is in the movies, other than the fact that you know that she's in Justice League. That's what he said, but he did also say that it's going to be in current time. Ah, okay. It's it's not going to be – and that's – 
I don't like that because I wanted to see her in World War II. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see her in period pieces, kind of. We're going to see her in current time in, in the next one, mm-hmm. in the Justice, Justice League. League. yeah. And we've seen her in current time already. And- well, you say that, but if you were going to, if you were going to do another period piece like World War II, how would you differentiate the story from the story we saw in World War One? True. Very good point. <sighs> yeah. And also, I mean, but I don't. I, I just don't I want like to see Captain- her kicking ass in like in a current setting because we're going to see that, right? So, what is the next Wonder Woman Part Two going to look like? What do you want to see out I mean, of the next Wonder Woman Two? Well, I don't know. Here's the thing: is I. I was always more of a of a Marvel reader than a DC reader, so I don't I don't know Wonder Woman's stories enough to know like what you could pull out of that. Um, I liked I liked the World War One setting a lot. I liked that it wasn't World War Two because I'm a bit like sort of over seeing movies set in there, and I think it it pushed it a little too close to Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it, it seems like you have to go modern day unless you're going to rehash that story. But again, I mean, I would have to defer to people who actually like know Wonder Woman to right. know like what some stuff you could do with this character. Les, do you know anything about the uh, this character? Like like where it goes like from here? Champion, please. <laughs> no, what I do know is she is closely affiliated with the U.S. Air Force. Um, she does go through, initially they did flip it. So her debut, she fought in World War II. Okay. So World War II okay. was where she met Steve Trevor and all that stuff. But I know they went a different direction because they didn't want to get it too. It's exact. World War II and it's too close to Cop- Captain America. You're right. World War One, we don't really know a lot about that. There's history, but it's not, I mean, there's so much footage on World War Two and mm-hmm. just all these different things. I do know that Ares is basically her main rival. Like, that is her main enemy in terms of always pushing the buttons, always making moves, and always bringing about the next big thing for her to go against. Uh, but as far as, like, a physical rival, it's the Cheetah, who uh, was apparently an Amazon who got cursed and kicked oh. out and all that stuff. Um, so... We may get another appearance of Ares, but we may get more of, um, we may get more about, and I don't know how they would make the cheetah work. Cause if anyone knows Wonder Woman, they know that that's like her, like slugfest partner. Like that's her dancing partner. Like if anyone, if anything goes down, Wonder Woman's always going to be throwing hands with that woman, uh, with the cheetah all the time. And cheetah's a female as well. Yes. Okay. Yes. But it's she's a cheetah, like she's an anthropomorphic. <laughs> yeah. She looks like she's, she's, she's a oh, cheetah. Oh yeah, a that's hard to do. So oh, yeah, that's gonna it, look cheesy. Yeah, I mean they could they could do well, it. They could bring they could bring villains from the just any of the DC universe if they're gonna do Justice League and have her go against right. Other and villains, then usually anytime there's another um another one that she uh fights a lot against is Big Barda from Apocalypse. And that's like one of Darkseid's, like, that's oh, Darkseid's Wonder right. Woman. And they almost look alike. But Barda is like a big, just a bigger version of her. And she has her own little version of Amazons. I was going to say Amazons. Uh, huh. of, of Amazon. So they could go in different directions. I could, ha- they could have her, I mean, go back to the deity thing and face off against other gods because she's had to do that too mm-hmm. in Greek mythology. So she's had to do that. Who knows? I just want to wait and see. 
Let's just see what happens going forward. There's it's definitely just, stuff you accept as a comic book reader that you don't accept if you're seeing it, like, moving on a screen in front of you. Exactly. Yes, exactly. That's right. And in, and in some, you go, okay, we understand. So in the X-Men, it is, it's okay if someone's got spikes sticking out of their skin. You're like, <laughs> it's the X-Men. They're mutants. We understand There's that. a blue guy in the corner. Yes, there's a thing, blue yeah. hairy dude over there. And yeah. then there's a woman with blue skin. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's understood. But... With Wonder Woman, it, it, and with, like I said, with some of these, you just go, okay, does this person really walk around? And, and you kind of want that thing where you could say, okay, I could see Gal Gadot walking, you know, Wonder Woman walking around at a mall. You could see her in downtown New York in just regular clothing. You want to yeah. be able to say that this is as realistic as it can be, even though it's completely fantastical. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. Okay, I've I, I have an idea to oh, to nice. for the second one yeah. in modern times, and plus I, I remembered my point uh, from oh, yeah. the Before my two. I yes, interrupted you. No, 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 it's fine. What is it when when her mother Hippolyta tells her you may not be able to come back? I liked the whole oh. banishment aspect between them because if you leave Themyscira, you're not allowed to come back. I was hoping there'd be more of a definite. I'm queen more than I'm your mother kind of thing so tears in both of their eyes where she's like you're banished but they both know that i that she has to be wonder woman and she has to be queen of themiscira so that's more important than than them being mother and daughter i thought i always i always felt that that was a really big and a really not i was hoping for that scene to be more more emotional okay more, well, more, it's weird more that definite. it's weird that they don't go back to that at all at the end yeah like that happens and then it's like she never she never goes to back by think choice. about it yeah and then yeah. I'm, if i'm not if i'm mistaken she does go back in the comic she has gone well, back no, yeah, and they can do times. uh and actually you know what that bring that that's where they could take the direction they that's can do a modern times thing like oh, a, a battle for the throne kind of thing because that's the ah. same thing for aquaman yeah He's royalty, mm-hmm. and there's always challenges to the throne. There's always a challenge to your authority. I get it. So, so the island is in peril. She goes that's, back. Yeah, see, that's because. Or maybe the queen oh, is Oh, and then you get a die. whole bunch of Amazons. That's yes. what I'm thinking. And see, then there's that's just rivalries, yes, exactly. and they're trying to fight for the, the, the control of Amazon. Yeah, mm-hmm. of Themyscira. Yes. Yes. And that then, would probably be a good direction. In the on. Justice League cartoon show, there was an episode where. A girl washes up on Themyscira, a little girl from a shipwreck, and she grows up to be an Amazon. Okay. Gets all their powers and stuff like that, but she's still human. She runs away. She runs away for some reason and comes back and tries to to destroy Themyscira. Maybe not a battle for the throne. That would be awesome. Or just somebody trying to destroy Themyscira. I think that would be an awesome way to keep it just Wonder Woman and not have the rest of the world matter. I think, I think for, the rest of the world to matter. I think she should be in the Justice League and the Batman movie. But when it comes to Themyscira, I think it should be just Wonder Woman. Well, there so, are. So that's, yeah, so that, that's if that's they go back idea. to Themyscira and and the, and there's a, there's peril, like you said, or a battle for the throne. I think that would be awesome to see for Wonder Woman. Nice. Yeah, well, I agree. there are in plenty of uh, of stories of Amazons who've been kicked off or yes, banished from the exactly, island. Exactly. Yeah. That just make life hard for Diana. Mm-hmm. So, and like I said, and uh, Barbara and Ann, who and is the sisters, cheetah, yeah. is yeah, and they're all in a in a. Play on the jealousy and the family dynamic and we're sisters and how could you abandon us or how could you betray us kind of thing. And they all despise her. She's Wonder Woman. And they, yes, they hate, they hate Diana because she's the best of them and Mm -hmm. she gets to be. Okay. So that, that definitely could be. That's, that's what I'm hoping for, for a modern times. Yeah, you can have a modern times, but put it on Themyscira. Yeah. I'm down. How does that sound to you, Emily? Oh, that sounds great because then 
you could do stuff in modern times, but when you're on the island, it, it has a sort of period, timeless mm-hmm. feel to it. They still have swords and shields and arrows. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Right, I, love it. I love it. I love that idea. I love that idea. Good job, Boo. Thank you. You should write in. <laughs> Maybe I've already pitch. signed on as as uh, as the screenwriter for uh, Wonder Woman too. So yeah, nice. You know, nice. I just gave right. you guys just gave you guys the you know, little hint there. Yeah. Okay. For the Thanks. future. Yeah. So there you have it. There's our Wonder Woman uh, review. Uh, we definitely everybody on this Wonder Woman panel. Mm-hmm. So out of ten, what do you what do you rank this thing? Score this thing. Okay. My personal enjoyment of this movie, I would give about a seven. Okay. But my happiness that this movie exists is probably a 10. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So Very we're going to average right. that out to about an eight and a half. There you go. You, Emily. We're going we're to make it an eight and a half. Mm-hmm. Boo, what do you got? Yeah, just just like Emily said, uh, I would give it a total score of eight and a half. Okay. And the fact that, the, yeah, the, a movie like this exists and I could take my niece and I could show her. Right. This is a badass chick. She's a good person. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, 10 absolutely for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll roll. The, I'll roll with that too. Eight and a half out of ten. Yeah, for sure. I think I'm going to roll with that too. Eight and a half, nine out of ten. Yeah, flirting with nine. Yeah. Yes. And uh, Emily, thank you for putting us back on track. Oh, <laughs> so we weren't talking about how beautiful she is. For yeah, we got lost on a tangent there. Yes. Sorry, yeah, that's why I wanted you on here. That's, yeah. that's I mean, but that's what she did. It was like that's rain enough. Hush. That's enough. That's you got to rein the men in. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah. Hush okay. came over the crowd. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Let's talk about before we end this thing. We'll talk about Star Wars real quick. Yay! Um, yes, yay! Cinema Blend again. Mike Mike Reyes, who gets to do all these great stories uh, about Star Wars and stuff, and also Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net had this on there on on their website. And and if, guys, if you want to see some really cool videos, I don't know if you've seen this, Emily, but he has some really Jason Ward and MakingStarWars.net. They have some really cool videos on the Han Solo mm-hmm. uh, standalone movie and. Really cool car races, well, little speeder races, and some just awesome stuff. So if you do want, it's not very spoilery or anything. It doesn't tell you what the story is, but visually, you can see some sets and see some des- um, designs, and actually see some video through a chain link fence and a barbed yeah. wire fence, yeah. which is awesome. Have you seen any of that, Emily? Um, I haven't. I love Jason Ward dearly, but I am very when it comes to Star Wars. I don't want to watch anything. Right. Okay. Beforehand. Uh, okay. Yes. 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 I hundred percent understand. Totally understand. I did that with Rogue One. I didn't want to see anything or watch anything, but this one I'm very excited about. <laughs> Hansel, I can't control myself. <laughs> Mike Reyes, like I said on Cinema Blend, he had an article about the new casino planet that we're going to see in the Last Jedi. So thanks to some of the footage and stories starting to come out together about Star Wars: The Last Jedi, we finally know a little bit more about Canto Bite. I think it's called. Specifically, the casino planet will be pretty high-end and will feature some very classy patrons. In an interview with Lucasfilm, Story Group head Pablo Hidalgo gave the following details about the writer-director Johnson's new stop in the Star Wars universe. So if you haven't seen these characters, uh, Vanity Fair had a great picture inside their magazine on how these characters are going to look. And it was pretty amazing. Have you seen that, at least, Emily, or no? Oh, yeah. Those pictures are amazing. Yeah, they're amazing. And the characters look unbelievable. In complete contrast to how they look on Episode 7, which was uh, dirty and dungy Mm -hmm. and like very, you know, Cantina Lounge. Not Cantina Lounge. The Cantina Bar kind of feel, right? On Tatooine. This is what Pablo Hidalgo says. He says, what we're going to see in The Last Jedi are some people who have managed to carve out a life for themselves where they can live apart from the galactic struggle. They found a way to live above it or beyond it. 
There's a class of wealthy that have helped build all sorts of loopholes in society that will always ensure that they'll survive or even thrive no matter what else is happening out there. This Ooh. is very cool. Yeah, this is very, very cool. I'm, I'm excited about this because they're, they're bringing something that has been, uh, other than maybe Cloud City, that has not been in any of the Star Wars films. No. Right? Unless mm-hmm. I'm mistaken. What do no. you think? No, you no, because no, yeah, because you always get the feel that the the empire has uh, a ton of money. They have everybody matches as far as armor. They, all their ships are the same. You know, you you get a sense that they are well funded or they have a lot of money. And then the rebellion is always um, ships put together, yeah. uh, tattered bases. You know, they might not have a ton of supplies, stuff like that. So you never see the difference between those two. Yeah, maybe they're yeah. So it makes sense to have a third group or 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 some other people who have separated themselves and been able to profit somewhere. And this way. is a whole casino planet. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Which is really cool. It's um, like Vegas on roids. Vegas on roids. What do you think, Emily? I'm I'm so stoked for this. Um, first of all, the the alien design looks incredible. It looks really alien. Uh, it's a lot of stuff that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. And and this seems to be sort of the mirror image of the cantina or uh, Maz Kanata's. I, I think it's still it's still going to be scum and villainy, but the upscale kind. It's yes. these are all going to be like white collar bastard, like horrible people who are who are holding themselves apart from the war somehow. And I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be an interesting thing to do. Um, I'm excited to see what happens there, but I also just want to like look at the whole thing. Like I just want to spend time staring at all those alien designs. I know they're just amazing. They're 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 like the Bernie Madoffs of the the galaxy. Yeah, (laughs) they just found a way to screw people, and Mm. then for now they're keep the money. Yeah. And then in the first order can't fuck with them. No. And the, the, you know, resistance won't fuck with them. That's, yeah, that'd be pretty cool dynamic. They are so rich and so wealthy that the first order says, leave those groups. Yeah. And then I like what he said about the loopholes. There's a reason why they can't mess with them. So I can't wait to see what those reasons are. And I wonder if Benedicio del Toro's character is. Well, what if they are the ones like. Funding both sides of the war. Yeah, Ooh. and that's exactly probably what it is. And Selling the bullets and the bandages. Yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, we, you know, my money or I allow certain people to go through blockades or certain things like yeah, that. Yeah, mm. it's a good point, Les, because if I remember correctly, I, I don't know if it was in Bloodline. Did you read any of the books, Emily? Um, I've read a couple of them. Uh, were- just a, like Catalyst and um, Lost Stars and oh, Lost Stars one of the other so ones. Good. Did you like Lost Stars? I really liked it. That was one of my favorite ones, to tell you the truth. It wasn't in Lost Stars, but I think it was Bloodline, where they talked about the the aristocrats and and kind of like the high society who collects memorabilia from from all ends. Kind of, I kind of get that feel from this this picture and and what Pablo Hidalgo is saying, and maybe they're trying to tie that in somehow, some way. Hmm. But I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be so great. We thought we were on Rogue One last week and we talked about what we're thinking, how this is going to be. Is it going to be a complete ripoff of Empire? Is it not? And I said that I don't think it is. I think it's going to be a lot different and I'm hoping it is. What are you looking forward to the most about this next one? The the stuff with Luke and Rey. Um, I'm really interested to see how that plays out. I was always actually much more of a Han fan than I was a Luke fan, but there's something about older Luke that I, I'm fascinated by. Um, I like the idea that he's sort of reclusive now and, and looks 
pretty jaded. And I loved what um, what Daisy Ridley said um, at at Celebration, which is this isn't like the the thing about how sometimes you don't want to meet your heroes, right? And I, I think that's fascinating that it's not just going to be an instant connection between them. Exactly. That's what I love that too. That's one of the things and, that yeah. stood out the most in that panel that we were at. It was, it was, she said that I was like, what? <laughs> and I'm excited to see, see more of Poe. Cause he's awesome. Officer Isaac is just great. Um, not only just in that role, but in everything. And I want him to get fleshed out a little bit more. And I want to, I want to meet the new characters. I really am interested to see who Rose is. Yeah. And and Benicio del Toro and that picture of Laura Dern and Vanity Fair <sighs> is God. incredible. Incredible, it is incredible. Elegant, like we have, yeah. Strong, yeah. Like, like we know absolutely nothing about this character, and I'm already in love with her. <laughs> That's what the Star Wars is great. It does that. You know, all it needs is one picture. The Poe Dameron picture last year's oh, spread, yeah. where he's just relaxing and chilling with mm-hmm. his hair blowing in the wind with the, <laughs> with the X wing behind him. I mean, that just says it all about him. I'm a badass pilot and, you know, yeah, I, I'm definitely looking forward to it, obviously, right? I mean, who isn't looking forward to it other than Boo? Boo wants to see uh, Ragnarok more. Oh, yeah, I do. Mm, yep. I mean, I want to see Ragnarok, but I know, it's not right? even, like, it's not, it it's him. not, it it's not even a competition. Wow. Okay. <laughs> it is not even I in mean, the- All right. Well, thank well. you, Emily. Thank you for coming on. That's it. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. And the, and the Skype call. We're done. We're done. <laughs> I mean, look, I love that Ragnarok trailer, but Me I mean, I, I do want to know what's going on with Jeff Goldblum and all that eyeliner he has on, but. I know. <laughs> yeah. He definitely has some eyeliner. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. He's selling apartments, right? Apartments.com. Apartments.com. <laughs> apartments.com. Stopping aliens yeah, in right, Independence exactly. Day. There's your little Last Jedi news. And by the way, go on Making Star Wars on Net. They have all kinds of cool stuff every single day. Jason Ward is unbelievable. The content that he puts out on yeah. his website. And Where he gets it and how he And Amanda. And Amanda. Amanda is great. That's right. That's right. Let's not forget about the boss, Amanda Ward, <laughs> who gets mad at me because I take Yeah, Jason you're stealing your husband. Stealing yeah. husband. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Amanda. I apologize. So the last little bit of news is Star Wars related again, but it's the Battlefront 2 will be released. They have a release date and it's going to be a one month in advance of episode eight coming out November 17th. That's that's a solid move there. That's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Use a similar release date for Battlefront 1 and mark the release of Force Awakens with the movie title in the DLC. There's a similar move happening this year. A pre-order will be will nab you some Kylo Ren and Ray skins, The Last Jedi, plus some ability and modifiers and all that good stuff. And it's going to have a campaign, people. Thank God. Thank the maker, as 3PO says. Mm-hmm. So there you have it. We have some voicemails, but we were ran out of time. So we're going to save those voicemails for next week. And we just want to say thank you from the bottom of our hearts to Emily. Yes. For coming on oh, and hanging you. out with... Us Neanderthals. <laughs> All we wanted to talk about yes, thank you. was raining us in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And you reined us in. <laughs> thank you for doing that. Yeah. We needed that. Yes. <laughs> yes. So thank you so much. And thank you for, for dropping some knowledge on mm-hmm. us on all kinds of cool stuff. I hope you had a good time. We had a blast with you. Oh, I had so much fun. I love talking to you guys. Oh, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> We're going to definitely have you on soon. Mm-hmm. And tell everybody again where they can find you and where they can listen to your amazing podcast one more time. You can find me on Twitter at EFLind, and you can find the podcast 
at How's Annie Pod or look for How's Annie on iTunes or whatever pod service you use. Okay, great. So listen, people, go on there. Mm-hmm. Follow her. Listen to her podcast. I don't care if you listen to watch Twin Peaks or not, because if you listen to her podcast, you will watch Twin Peaks right afterwards. I guarantee it. <laughs> By the way, there's also another podcast I want to let you guys know about. It's the Peacup podcast with our boys, Calvin and Dallas, and their buddy, Brandon. It's the Pop Culture Underground podcast. They do all kinds of pop culture stuff, including music, which is just awesome because we want to start incorporating some music stuff too. So we're going to copy you guys. PCU podcast. You can find them on Twitter at PCU pod and great guys. Great podcast. Check them out again. Thank you, Emily Landy. You were the best. Can't wait to have you on again. And for everybody else, we will see you next week on episode 44 of the sit list. Bye.